Hi, this is Chris, host of A Couple of Drips. Just before we start, I wanted to say a quick word about our subscribers' memberships. If you'd like to help support future episodes, you can subscribe to the show for a few pounds a month. This will help fund production, coffee and guest expenses. Simply click on the support button in the episode description. Cheers and enjoy the show. Ho, ho, ho and Merry Christmas and welcome to a couple of Drips Christmas special. Today we've got with us Mr. Stu Howarth from Coco Digital. He's been a very naughty boy. I hope you've been good boys and girls. Ho, ho, ho and on with the show. Settle in and turn it up. It's time for a couple of drips. Coffee, conversation, and occasional quips. Here's your host, Chris Granger. Hello, and welcome to the Christmas special of A Couple of Drips coming to you on Christmas Day. Today, I have a dear friend of mine and a man with so many interesting stories, we might run into two episodes. Who knows? <laughs> if, if not, we'll definitely have him back later. From Coco Digital, who I'll explain who that is in a little bit, or I'm sure he will. Please welcome Mr. Stu Howarth. Hello, Stu. Hello. How are you? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Hey, listen, with an intro like that, I hope you're not expecting me to sit on your knee. Well, <laughs> in that jumper, I might invite you to. But uh, So we're both resplendent in our Christmas jumpers. We are. Um, purely by coincidence, uh, would you like to describe the jumper, Stu? Well, I've got a Star Wars jumper on, and it says, this is my jolly face. And you've got a Star I've Wars I've got a Star jumper. Wars jumper on with TIE fighters and, and all sorts and... Yeah, but it's on. So we both accidentally come up with uh, <laughs> Star Wars. Indeed, Christmas well, that's what jumpers when on. You have two geeks in the room. Christmas makes you think of Star yeah. Wars, doesn't it? Because Disney try and release one every year. Well, this is it. This is it. I mean, to be fair, I did have a second jumper, which I was even an eye whether to put this one on or whether to Ooh, put my what is jumper. the reserve the reserve you know but i'll tell you now I, this is one come on what's on what's on the reserve the reserve is just a blue jumper with a big red note red nose on the front and mm. it's got like rudolph with some geek glasses oh nice and i thought yeah. that was pretty cool classic yeah, yeah yeah until it got voted the worst jumper you could ever buy oh really yeah oh but i still wear it i love it yeah no it's it's cool i've got another i've got two christmas jumpers i've got the star wars one but i've also got one that's got a massive penguin on it uh i mean my mom bought it bless her and i think when she bought it she thought i was like 45 stone or something because it's like a 5xl and it's like you could wear it in bed and two of you could get in it you know oh it's 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 an insane thing so Stu, first of all um just tell us what you do, because I've mentioned Coco Digital in the intro, but uh, people are probably wondering what the hell that is. Yeah, so Coco Digital, we are a games app development company based in Get you. sunny Stoke. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, you see, you let yourself down at the end there. It was it was going so well until in, you went we're, Stoke we're, on Trent. Yeah, we're in the Silicon Valley of Stoke. <laughs> 
if there is such a thing. No, um, yeah, so we make games and apps and uh, been doing it for 14 years now. Um, I started, obviously went through university, went to a big ad agency, loved it, moved from there to another company who we uh, shall not name. Um, uh, <laughs> had Did a year stint there and then set up Coco Digital with two old university friends. Uh, I was going to say, Stoke-on-Trent, they don't tend to call Silicon Valley, do they? tend to call it Latex Alley instead. <laughs> Latex Alley. Hey. Hey. See what I'm getting out there. I, know, I, I think it's there. just, it's the Christmas episode. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking of the Christmas. You never brought any mulled wine. I didn't bring any mulled wine, but we do have a coffee here. So, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, let's try it now. This is really unusual today. Stu has kindly bought this with him. I normally provide the coffee. As you all know, before lockdown, I'm sure I've mentioned I bought 60 quid's worth of coffee for doing the episodes. And then the next day, Boris went, now we're going into lockdown. Oh, so gosh. I've had to drink it all on my own. Oh, it's such a oh, shame, it's isn't terrible. It? It's been a bind. So this is, I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to try it in a second. But this is really unusual. This has come from Belgium. Denmark. Uh, this has come from Denmark, <laughs> uh, and this is from a company called The Brew Company, and uh, it's the coffee brewer by Grower's Cup. Uh, we're drinking a, an organic Guatemalan. What's interesting about this coffee is this is the ideal coffee for camping or for a hotel. Very unusual, not something I would normally buy, but it's a coffee that you brew in the bag. So if I can just describe it, it's like a brown bag with a seal on the top and a, and a pouring nozzle. You open the top of the bag and you pour the hot water into the bag up, or to, up to a fill mark, a bit like a pot noodle in a bag. Um <laughs> And you, then you leave it four to six minutes, and then you you pour the coffee out. I've never tried this before. I'm I'm about to try this now. It's basically instant air. coffee for those who don't like instant coffee. Coffee, yeah. It's so it's real coffee in a bag, and you make the coffee in the bag. So yeah, for hotels or camping, this would be Fantastic, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I'm just about to try it. What do you think? It's really good, actually. I'm really surprised. I thought it was going to be... Acidic and... I thought it was going to be terrible. I will say there is a little sediment in the bottom of the the glass, so it's not filtering everything out. But let let me give it another. It's not bad for something that you literally boil in a bag. It's nice. I'm getting a little bit bit toffee notes, a little bit... um, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> that's I mean, from a convenience point of view, if you weren't if you didn't want to take an aeropress or or uh, yeah. or, or a, a V sixty or something to a hotel or coffee bags, which are now catching on, 
rapidly, although I've been buying them Coffee for years. Coffee in a bag. <laughs> Coffee in a bag, boys. No one ever thought of that. <laughs> I've been buying those for years. Lions used to make those years ago, but lots of lots of other makes make them now. Tailors, I think, have started. Tailors yeah. of Harrogate have started making those now. Well, this particular bag's had your name on it since um, since I had it bought for my birthday in July. You know, we've wow. been meaning to drink this coffee. We have, for and six uh, considering months. it's a few months old as well, it's kept very well. That's decent. I have to say. That is decent. I will put a link to a brew company in the uh, episode blurb, so please have a look um, on Anchor at the episode description. But um, that was not bad at all, actually. Um, we'll we'll have another sip of that in a bit. Yeah. But I was quite impressed with that. Thank you for that, Stu. No problem. Um, they've got you've had a few of them, haven't you? They've got a few different flavors. Yeah, so they they come from all over the world. I mean, it's a great introduction to for people who potentially want to try barista style coffee yeah. you know yeah. um but don't have all the the equipment i mean yeah. since we've known each other you've introduced me to the world of coffee and now i've got i think apparatus. you bought like a hario and a chemex and a I've set of scales and a, a grinder dedicated I know. to it i mean i'm a bit guilty of this the same happened with jamie as well and now jamie mess- jamie's doing this coffee advent calendar which we talked about and he messages me every day with like, "What do you think of this?" And he can—he's got better sense of taste than I have. I listen now, and I go, "Yeah, I totally agree with your flavour notes there, Jamie." <laughs> he's doing better than me. I'm like dragging my feet with it. Yeah, now, but, I mean, so I've created a monster. I must admit, when I when I do these tasters, and everyone says, "Oh, you know, I can," I, I sense a hint of hazelnut with vanilla and shooting star or whatever, and I'm just like, <laughs> it just tastes like a nice cup of coffee. Yeah, but, you know, and. But these are these are fantastic. I mean, it's perfect for me in the camper van. And it was actually I'd never heard of them either. It was actually my partner who'd bought me this. Oh right, okay. Um, so when I opened it on my birthday and I'd seen this, I was like, "How have I not heard of this? And how the hell has she found it? You know, yep. kudos to her yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for finding it. It's uh, I think they're fantastic. So they're just mail order on the on Tinterweb. I think so. I'm not sure where she got them from. Whether it would probably amazon or something i'm guessing I i'll put i'll put the link up yeah. anyway i'll put the link up to the company and then uh, you can do your own paper chase basically everyone so uh, so you were talking about uh, going back to uh, the company Stu, talking about um coco digital and that what what kind of things have you done recently what sort of well things have you got in what in fact what what do you need your late night coffee for what what kind of things have you been working on well, all, all night i have been doing a lot of late nights lately um working on a massive project for us um for just a little known brand called pokemon wow yeah to be honest with you for us when they approached us it was i would have sound impressed quicker then but i was drinking the coffee and uh so was mute, that wow muted at me? my mic was that wow at me it was, was a delayed wow, wow. no no that was that was a wow at pokemon yeah. i mean how how did you land that gig well they basically approached us back in february just before lockdown arrived and we had this um this brief come through on our on our desk for a Christmas winter campaign. Well, it wasn't a Christmas campaign; it was a winter campaign mm. where they wanted a series of games. And um, so for us, I mean, it was right up my street. You know, I'm a big geek. Um, I know Pokemon quite well, and it's it's a childhood brand that I'm that I was so close Absolutely, to. I mean, I used yeah. to collect the cards when I was like 11. You know, I'm showing my age here now, aren't I? Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so for me, it was it was a big big deal. Um, yeah. So it took about three months of going through a pitch process to actually get it and through a lot of labor of hard work for myself and from yeah. the guys. I mean, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to have 
a hard working team of people behind me you know yeah. I, I couldn't do what i do without the people yeah, you know, that, yeah. that work behind me you how know. many how many people are in the company um we're, we're really a small team there's only 12 of us in total so right, we're yeah. a small yeah. team um you know but everyone's worked their absolute socks off on this project so you'd be properly classed as an indie developer i guess yeah indie developer i like that yes. yeah. yeah yeah i mean we've been an indie developer for for a while but you've um, won a few awards and stuff so yeah I mean, well to be fair we stopped entering awards uh simply because uh once you've entered a few and you've won a few you suddenly realize that all an awards ceremony actually is is for some event company to make a load of money off some absolutely food, yeah, you know yeah, so yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong it's great for yeah. kudos and i guess the more awards you win the more trophies there are to dust yeah and you know i mean you, you got to bear in mind when we go to these ceremonies um you know you're talking 250 pound a ticket and that's mm. just for a fancy three-course meal mm. but they're usually very good nights, and they usually end up very messy. Yeah, um, yeah, especially when you win. Never asked me to go. Never asked me to go. <laughs> just, just saying, just saying. Oh, that's brilliant! So that's a great contract. Who else have you worked for? So you know, one of our biggest clients is IKEA. Um, we also work with Arsenal Football Club. Blimey, um, we do. So a lot of the stuff that we do, um, whilst some of it's like the IKEA is, it's basically a knowledge app. So it's it's used by their staff. It's using games to help train. And staff about the the products. Oh, gamification. Gamification, of, precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I try not to use the big words because people not not everyone knows what gamification yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you've got a loyalty card in your in your uh, in your wallet, then effectively you're being subdued to gamification. Because yeah, yeah. You are winning points for performing a certain action. That's that's, that's what a game nice. is. Nice, um, nice. But uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the other things that we do is aimed towards a youth market. Now, over the years, we have. You know, um, we've worked with the likes of McDonald's. Um, you know, we've worked with Kinder Egg, um, and so that's yeah. a surprise. That's, the, that's a surprise. Boom! Hey. Where's your button? Oh. <laughs> oh. I need to know where that button is so I can press it every time we do one of these. <laughs> Don't touch the button. <laughs> no, that's 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 brilliant. So, how did you get into that? Because you were into shall we say, a slightly darker business beforehand, I believe. We don't mention that. I just did. Well, do I have to? Yeah, please lay it on me. So, yeah, when I was at university, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, so to help fund uh, my university days, I used to have a little online store called (laughs) PlasticPlaymate.com. I shall let everybody. So let's 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 go back in time and tell us about that, Stu. Once upon a time, when I was skint and a poor student, as every student is, I thought to myself, "Do I work, or do I make my own path in life?" Just to interrupt you there. Um, have you watched High Score on Netflix? I have. Yes. Yes. So what they did at university to make money was they bought games console machines yep. and put them around campus and lived off the money. But you went a very different path. I did, yes. I decided to sell 12-inch Bobby Dildos <laughs> to the girl next door. I did indeed. And, wow. and to be fair, you know, back in the day, it yep. actually helped land my first job. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It is indeed. Brilliant. <laughs> I love that. And, uh, yeah, um, I mean, I... Pff, where do you go from there? I mean, that that I presumably it was it was lucrative. I mean, lucrative. Well, it was. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I always remember because the way I, I never actually held any of the stock, so I didn't have a garage full of you know Bobby 
dildos in your in your garage or whatever. But um, yeah, so um, your mum's clearing out your bedroom and yeah. she finds the disco dick. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. and she can't find the off button. <laughs> 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 but no um so yeah um basically uh it made made me quite a bit of money back in the day you know yeah. i always remember i had a, a confirmation come through that i'd sold a five thousand pound sex doll wow yeah i didn't even realize i sold a five thousand pound sex doll because like i say i didn't hold the product you, you didn't I hold was, the products you i was just, just selling kind of, for somebody else i was like yeah. i was like the middleman of the middleman yeah. um yeah the five thousand pound one is the one with the yeah real, but that real made me hair. that made me 500 pound in commission so to have a 500 pound check come through the post for selling a five thousand pound sex doll i wow. was like That's... who buys a five thousand pound sex doll anyway uh, uh... <laughs> That that joke I just did is the one with the real hair is an old not the nine o'clock news joke actually oh. where they they're, they're in court and uh, they're talking to the judge and he doesn't know what on earth is a video cassette recorder and he goes through what on earth is a Walkman and then they say a five thousand pound deluxe sex doll whatever that is and the judge <laughs> says the deluxe one is the model with the real hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, this so, this yeah. one I think was uh, was fairly special. It must have been anyway. But either way, I made a commission and like I say, nice that helped uh, uh, help fund uh, myself through university. And, yeah, I guess that was the start. People know me as a bit of a Dell boy, you know. I'm always dabbling in in this and that. And I always have done since I was a kid, you know. I was, you know, I was doing branding exercise when I was 11 years old. I actually designed a plumber's logo at 11 in Microsoft Paint. And, um, you know, there's a few key people who I've known in my life that... Kind of took me, you know, uh, a particular. Um, I must admit that that in mind, Stu, if you don't mind, um, I'm going to cancel the booking that I gave you for cleaning my chandelier, if that's okay. <laughs> we wouldn't want it on the floor now, would we? No, I just if if if, if it's all the same, I'm going to get someone else. Yeah, but. that's absolutely <laughs> fine. That's absolutely fine. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, like I say, I've always had a, an entrepreneurial spirit nice. um, since I was a kid. Um, I never, I didn't realise I'd be going into games. Um, originally, back in school, I always wanted to go into animation. Then I wanted to be a pilot. Then it went back to being an animator. Yeah. And then, so I started, actually started university in London studying yeah. animation because that right. was my passion. Fantastic. Um, but from there, I... What's your favourite animation? Do you like kind of manga or do you like Warner Brothers or do you like... I really wanted to get into 3D. Barbera. I really wanted to do oh, 3D. 3D. Yeah, yeah I, I was back in the day. I mean, this is back in 2001. Mm. I was um, I was proper like into Pixar. So Pixar was like all kind of quite new and fresh, you yeah, know. Fantastic. Um, you know, I think Monsters Inc. was was one of the new films out when I was yeah. at university. So, you know, it was quite cutting edge at the time, and that was where I really wanted to head. But basically. Um, I moved back from London up to Stoke uh, because, you know, my girlfriend at the time split up with me. Yeah. As oh. you do, you know, boop, boop. Where's that button? The one you want to say. You that, that ruddy trombone again. Um, and so, but the change, change course and did multimedia graphics at Staffs Uni. And nice. that pretty much changed the direction uh, that I Anything went Anything computing, Staffs Uni is fabulous. Oh, I, I yeah. cannot rate Staffs University high yeah. enough. I mean, I know you worked there, but yeah. Yeah. I, you know, in terms of 
In terms of what I learned, it yeah. was fantastic. The lecturer was fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah I, I, couldn't, I couldn't rate it highly enough. And I know, you know, doing what I do now as well, uh, they've actually got one of the best uh, gaming schools in the yeah. country. Incredible. Uh, you know, I think Incredible. Bournemouth and Staffs are the two best in the, in the country. And I couldn't yeah, I mean, they've them. got an epic game centre. I mean, it's just, just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And know. some of the work that you see put, that comes out of there is yeah. just fantastic. I can't rate it highly enough. But yeah, that changed my direction. And then I, I just... I started working for an ad agency in Leicester, working on things for LucasAid and WKD, Brilliant. and then and then left there and decided, yeah, I want to do this myself, and took the plunge, paid myself hardly anything, and really, I suppose how most businesses start is through a lot of luck and hard work, and mm-hmm. you know. You do have to have a lot of luck, uh, you know. Those people, you, obviously, hard work counts for a lot. But, sure, but luck is. In, is an, is certainly something that you need to, to be have on your side. And to be fair, over the last fourteen years, Lady Luck's been on our side an awful lot. And you know, brilliant. But a lot of lately, obviously, our work speaks for itself. You don't so much rely on Lady Luck as much. You know, yeah. we've we've worked on some pretty exciting stuff. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So, I mean, that that would beg the question then. I mean, you obviously have been incredibly lucky and had some some good breaks work wise. So. Uh, how how did we meet? I think I think it might have been through a mutual friend who you had on your show not too long. I think I think it was through Chris Stone. It but was. did we meet? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think we met playing Battlefield, Battlefield. on PlayStation Four. That's correct. Before we met in person, because I seem to think the first time we actually met in person was you threw a little soiree at your house. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little games night, didn't we? We did board games night, and I think. And you did some stuff. amazing food. What can you remember? What the food was. Uh, yes, my uh, Stewie special nachos, if I remember correctly. I think it was, yeah. I had to do two lots as well because I had to cover for the vegetarian in the party, which yeah, is your yeah, partner. Yeah. Um, yeah, I must admit, I do like my nachos. Yeah, no, they, they were fantastic. And I, I've had nachos before and not liked them, but I liked your nachos. So, I mean, that's... That's a good compliment. But that was a great games night. Can you remember what games we played? I know you like your board games. Yeah, so I think um, I think we had a bit of Catan. We had a bit of Cards Against Humanity. Nice. Um, we probably... Definitely had some Ticket to Ride. I yeah, love Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride is my favourite, by the way, guys. So just in so case. mine's Pandemic. Well, it is Pandemic, but I've, ju- I've got a Pandemic. I've got the limited edition Pandemic Not sealed jealous. in the tin. But uh, I've not actually broken the seal yet. I'm just like pristine in box, you know. See, now if it was me, I, I'm very much like you in that sense. I don't yeah. like opening things. Mm. I have a lot of Lego that I don't yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. I like it in the box. So for me, I'd go out and buy another copy of the game, not in their tin, yeah. just a copy of the normal board game. So you can keep it in its pristine box, all nice and sealed, because I couldn't open that. It's a thing of beauty, that game is. We don't all own our own computer games design companies, Stu. That's all I'm going to say is we can't all go out and buy two copies of everything. I'm tempted, though, but what I am tempted to do is um, you can get painted versions of the figures that are in the special edition. Oh. The ones that are in are unpainted, and I'm quite, I might buy the painted figures off eBay and swap them out yeah. because, I th- and then sell the unpainted ones, I think. Cause, but yeah, because I'm not very good at painting stuff yeah. myself. I always think with Pandemic, Pandemics are one of the best board games ever, and I just think maybe the government. You know, I look at this year, and I swear Boris is just playing a game of Pandemic. Like yeah, totally. 10. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, we need another it's research It's all become station. very real at the it moment. Does, it? it does, it does. Have, have you noticed that the four viruses that are on Pandemic, one of them just looks like COVID? Oh, it's, it's, it's just it's, too uncanny, It's like the it? first time it was on TV, I was like, they've nicked the Pandemic logo. 
Yeah, it's, it's just one of those games. And, it, you know, for anybody who's not played Pandemic, you know, a lot of people think board games is player versus player, but Pandemic, yeah, Pandemic is one of the best You play against the board, games. don't you? you? You you all play together against the board. And the board is ruthless. Yeah, it, It's just mm. ruthless. It's like mm. the minute you start having outbreaks, it's like you, you start off on this like, oh, this is going to be a walk in the park, you know. It literally, this whole year, I think, has played out like a game of Pandemic. You know, mm. you start off and it's all like, oh, nothing's too serious, nothing it's too serious and it's like oh crap something's breaking out in china yeah, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're all rallying around trying yeah, to get everything yeah. and it's just like yeah it, it's but it's one of the most fun games it's great because once you get an outbreak it will spread to the next city and the yeah, next city yeah. and then when you when you've got i think it's three cubes on a city you can't outbreaks. have any more so it outbreaks yeah, then it to outbreaks the next and city then you go, and i think you have like six outbreak markers so that's, if that happens six times yeah. then you, basically it's game over. Yeah. The trouble is, is it happens, then it happens again. And it literally, it, it, the way that game is designed to simulate yep. a pandemic, it's just, yeah. The only thing it doesn't do is you don't force your pieces to go into lockdown. No, well, that's, <laughs> that's true. The, um, Chris was on uh, the last show, and Chris was criticising a new Disney game. I can't remember what it was called now. But he was saying that the problem with this new Disney game is that each character has kind of different rules and it got really overcomplicated that happens in pandemic in the fact that you've got different characters who have different skills and abilities but it's not really different rules and it it actually adds to the game rather than gets in the way like the scientist can do things that the doctor can't and the the dispatcher can can move between places quickly and so on and so forth so i agree but the, the, the issue with that is i always forget what my special skill is so we're running around the board thinking oh cards. we can't do it we can't do this and then all of a sudden and then all of the a sudden, game's yeah. over and you're thinking that's the problem oh, oh I could have jumped from there to there I could have done that we could have beat it I could have done that in one move instead of eight Yeah. but at the end of the day that's the game you that's don't remember game. I've played the Android app as well that's, that's very good uh, I've not actually well. played any of the digital versions you know as much as I love playing board games, I've never actually played any digital versions of the board game. But I've actually, really? um, uh, for my for my partner's brother, because um, he's into board games as well, yeah, so it's yeah. nice to have someone in the family who also has the same passion yeah, as me. Yeah. And one of my favourite all-time video games is XCOM. Oh, yes, yeah. And they've actually made XCOM into a board game. And, nice. and that board oh, that's game, interesting. Yeah, so that board game plays like XCOM, uh, which is a turn-based... It's a turn-based strategy, turn strategy game. turn-based strategy game. And so, but with this one, it actually, you actually have a uh, an iPad app, and that's what controls the board. So you're... So, and the iPad just keeps playing. So, do you remember the game Atmosphere? Do you ever remember the VHS? The video game Atmosphere, yeah. where yeah. it's like, stop! And, uh, you know, and then who goes there? And then all of a sudden you'd have to... Obviously, the fact that it was VHS, you only had to play it once, and you knew exactly where everything was yeah. going to be because it never I've randomized. I've got the DVD version, not of the original Atmosphere, but they did a, a spin-off called Khufu the Mummy, right. which is a tomb. It's it's just like Atmosphere with a DVD, but you're in a you're in a uh, a mummy. Mm. You're in a tomb, I should say. Um, but yeah, that that was great because um, the the DVD one at least randomizes a little bit more than the well, VHS one. Though. I think I think with this current lockdown, I mean, one thing that it highlights is I think board games are coming into their own again. I mean, they they, they went through a stage of like you know when you had like obviously you know people playing just things like Monopoly, Connect Four. Everyone just thinks that's a board game. Monopoly yeah. is not a board game. Monopoly mm. is a game that plays you. You don't play that game. <laughs> you don't. It's just a game of chance. The whole yeah. game is a game of chance. Yeah, you know? I guess so. Uh, and to be where fair, where you land on the first time round and which well, properties you buy. It says a lot when yeah. you know the one strategy to win monopolies to go to jail. 
So it kind of like, it, you know, if you're in jail, because if you think about it, when the, in the later game, yeah. you go, not, not many people know this, but in the later game when all the properties are all purchased, yeah. right? And obviously you're all going around and everyone dreads, everyone always thinks it's Mayfair and, and that, but no, yeah. it's the pinks and the, it's the reds and the yellows. You know, they're the ones, the Strand, Palmer. Yeah, the ones that. in the middle, the Trafalgar yeah, Square they're, and they're things the like worst. that. Yeah. But you think you go around this board and obviously each time you go around, you, you could land on someone's square and you're going to lose a lot of money. What's the safest way? Just go to jail for three turns. And then you, you haven't got still, to pay rent. You haven't, yeah. you haven't got to pay rent, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you can still, but you collect, can still have your income. Collect your rent, yeah. precisely. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone Definitely. goes, oh, I'm going to get yeah. out of jail free card. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll sell you that. I have to say the app for Monopoly is very good, um, as is the app for Ticket to Ride. And the nice thing about the Ticket to Ride app is that you don't have to know your geography as well. Because if you're playing Ticket to Ride on the board, you're like, where is Pennsylvania? Where is Washington? <laughs> but on the app of course it just it, it, yeah. it's all there for you click on that route and it comes up but i, I love tickets to ride. i mean i've got the i've got the main base game and i've also got have you seen the tickets to ride london edition i've got the 1969 ticket to ride london uh, and, I, I think that's uh, might be the same one. It's, small, yeah. it's basically the one it's that a, plays. It's a mini game. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's the same yeah. game. But obviously, you can play it in like twenty minutes. Yes, than, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've I've got that, and it's got like little minis and and stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a ticket to ride Europe out now as well, and there's the Nordic one with the Christmassy snow maps on. Oh, I've as not well. seen that one. Yeah, oh, Nor- not- Nordic one. Yeah, it's really nice. Oh, I, I, I love anything Nordic. Yeah, you know, I think yeah. I think I should have been born Scandinavian. Oh yeah, I reckon. Oh yeah, <laughs> I that might come across slightly racist. I apologise. <laughs> but no, I always, I, I, I just love, I just love Scandinavia. It's a Christmas episode. We can talk about Scandinavian oh, stuff. Oh, I love it. We I, can have a hooga. A bit, a bit, oh, we can't this year though, can huger, we? We can't huger. have a hooga. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like I, I love. There's nothing better than a nice hot chocolate. I mean, I do a lovely. Mm. You know, I know we're talking about coffee, but I, you know, and I keep saying to you, we should try one of my special hot chocolates where I have like chili salt in it, and it's just like it's like hot chocolate you've never tried in your life if you hadn't moved up to liverpool i mean <laughs> oh i love liverpool but Best it's a decision. bit far for me to come for a hot chocolate yeah well i can always come down can't i mean you know i i, I still have i still have folks and friends and everybody who lives in stoke yeah no we well, but but I'm, I'm holding you to a hot chocolate next time i visit liverpool definitely. that's definitely, definitely on the cards definitely definitely fantastic so how's lockdown been treating you what have you been doing during lockdown you know Lockdown, it started off like, this is great. I mean, to be fair, from, from a work point of view, the, I actually work better this way anyway. You right. Know, I, I, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't like to isolate. I like a big team effort. But I actually feel like I can work better being isolated from people because I'm not getting inundated with, you know, all the, all the little office politics and talk, you know, the chit-chat. Yeah. Uh, so I could just sit down and concentrate. Um but, uh, you know, so I think actually from a works perspective, it's really worked. But I think from a personal perspective, I think if you ask my lady what it's like, I think she's ready to kill me. Um, yeah, well. You know, so I, I don't know. It's, it's, I've enjoyed, I say I've enjoyed, no one's enjoyed it. You know, let's, let's be realistic here. Yeah, you know, we, yeah. none of us have had a social life. But, you know, what it, what it enables you to do is it enables you to appreciate just the little things in life. And I think that's what some of us need to realise is, you know, we don't always need to be going out, getting drunk with friends and all that. Like, you know, it, it really... I think, if anything, it brings people closer even though they've never been further apart. So, mm. 
But that on that that with that said though, I do sometimes feel like I'm a bit of a prisoner in my own home because obviously I work at home, then I finish, and then mm. I the only time I leave the house is to go to the shops because obviously been in Liverpool, yeah. we were tier three yeah. for a bit. You know, we were one of the we we were the original tier three. You know what I mean? It's I think it's very important to have those divisions of a workspace and a leisure space so that when you finish work, you can close the door on that room and kind of go uh, certainly for me working for the university because we're we're working remotely at the moment is like although this I, I work from this room I work from the studio for the university but then if I've got audio editing or podcast editing or music editing to yeah. do I've got to go out of the room for a few hours and then come back and do it I can't just switch from from work mode to fun mode because it, it's just like if I'm sat in the same space you need that hour getting away from it to kind of switch off from work mode yeah well I mean to be fair for me um the weirdest thing this this has only happened recently is now when I finish work I almost feel guilty for finishing work you know it's oh, almost wow. like I'm finished I haven't finished work before eight for probably the last two months mm. And it's not, I mean, yeah, okay, partly might be because we've been really busy with this Pokemon project that we've been working on. But but, but realistically, it's partly because you just lose track in all sense of time. And yep. with now the Dark Knights are in as well. It's almost like you, you finish work and then it's like, what do I do now? Because, mm. you know, I like my Netflix. I like, you know, all my streaming services. I'm not a big person who watches TV. And, right. you know, and when you go downstairs and you see... EastEnders and then Corey and then Emmerdale and you know it's, I call it slit your wrist TV it's like I can't stand it it's I've never like, been into soaps I must admit but well, you're not missing yeah. much you know it's like it's the most sad de- you know I always think why can't they have a soap whereby at Christmas time Someone's not getting killed. Why? You know, yeah. these, these places must... I'd be like, you know, are you moving... I'm moving to EastEnders. Are you sure about that? You know, it's almost like... I don't know, it just... Oh, I couldn't do it. It's just it's just so depressing. And it's like, why do you want to... We've had a depressing year. You'd have thought the soaps would have had, a, like, a, a nice, happy end to the year, just to perk everyone's life up. And instead, we're... Here, Grant. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Get out of my pub. <laughs> Oh, you know, God bless to the late Babs. Have a drink on me. <laughs> but no, I just, I don't know. It's, um, so I'm not, a, I hate I hate the soaps, but, you know, give me anything that's like Star Wars, Star Trek, or oh, Big yeah. Mouth, Big Mouth. Have you seen the latest Big Mouth? Do you Mouth? know what? I'm, I'm only on season one. I kind of started watching it with Kelly, and then she wasn't massively into it, and so we, we didn't really carry on watching it, but I understand it is very humorous. It is very humorous and so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> it's like... You forget that you're watching a cartoon about what is essentially pre, well, I suppose, young teenagers going through puberty in mm. quite risque kind of situations. But it yeah. actually highlights, it's actually quite cleverly done because obviously a lot of people, if you actually put it down on paper, you think, hmm, this sounds a bit uh, a bit dodgy, you know what I mean? Yeah, Something yeah. for, the, uh, for yeah. the police to be looking into. But no, yeah. I think it's so well done. It is From a man who used to sell dildos, that's quite a comment. <laughs> Oh, but I just think it's, uh, I just think it's so funny. It's, yeah. uh, it's just an incredible series, and I just think it's worth. It's certainly one to binge watch over Christmas if you haven't watched it. Definitely, definitely, and that's something we should do. Climb to fame, climb to fame. 
It's your chance to drop a name Trying to outdo each other's kind of lame Warnupmanship is the only aim Claim to fame, claim to fame Claim to fame, claim to fame Yes, it's time for Claim to Fame. I'm sure you've got one or two of these, Stu, but uh, you you must have a Claim to Fame, I would have thought. I've got quite a few Claim to Fames. You know. Oh, here we go. Uh, you know. No, you know, Settle in, guys. Put your slippers <laughs> on. Put the kettle on. We're in for the long haul. Okay. Well, no, I have. I mean, to be fair, there's, I've, yeah, so I've kind of got a, um, a few, I suppose. My first ever claim to fame was when I was um, a, a young teenager. And uh, I don't know if you remember Home and Away. And there was a very pretty redhead you on there. You know, we belong together. That's the one, <sighs> you know. Yeah. And Ooh. at the time, there was a very, very good-looking redhead on there who is now married to Sasha... Baron Cohen, if that's how you pronounce his name. So it is. I don't know name. her name though. Do you Isla know her Fisher. name? Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. And this is the most bizarrest right. claim to fame that I probably have because I met her in the middle of a scout's camping field. Dib dib dob dob. Which is just up the road from where you live at Kibbleston Scout Camp. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. And what what it was is my old neighbour. She was uh, in a little show, and uh, you sounded like you were going to sing that then. My old uh, neighbour. She was in the show. <laughs> yeah, and so she was in this um, in the show, and she just turned up now. I was this little, like, young little 16-year-old spotty teenager, and I just went all shy, and I was like, didn't know what to say. But she was lovely. Um, nice. But, yeah, uh, I think the funniest one is uh, wrestling Nick Knowles to a free bar. Oh, you've got to expand on that. Yeah, so DIY SOS, Mr. Nick Knowles. Um, we, I mean, a lot of my claim to fames that I've had have all come through the business. Um, uh, but this one, we were invited to a launch party for this website, uh, which was at the time was called Zuku. I don't think they're going anymore. Right. And essentially, it was some young little rich kid whose mummy and daddy have decided to build a website. And because we were in the gaming market, he decided to invite us. Right. Uh, so we went to this uh, this launch party at the Roundhouse in London, oh. and it was great venue. It was great venue. Oh, it was fabulous. Amazing. I mean, it's like all the stables and stuff. And Just it was been watching the uh, Nick Mason Saucer Full of Secrets concert filmed at the Roundhouse. Absolutely superb. Well, we got there, and, and we didn't know what to expect. We just yeah. thought it was this launch party. We've been to a few launch parties in the past. And I always remember, I was outside rolling a ciggy, as you do, you know. Yeah. And this guy with a camera around his neck said, Oi, shift. And there's all these paparazzi, and I'm like, what's going on here? And anyway, it turns out this guy basically rent a celeb and put this free bar on. And this whole place was, was packed full of wow. Z-listers. I mean, we had Sophie Ellis Beck's the DJ with her fella. I don't know what her fella's name is. You know, out of the... Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. It, is it out of the... I don't know what, what band he's out of. But yeah, yeah. And so they were DJing. Yeah. Um, I was, oh, I bet it was murder on that dance floor. Oh, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> it would have been, um, yeah. We were getting drunk with Noah and the Whale. Oh, nice. But the thing is, we had this free bar. Yeah. And, you know, we stood there, and this bar was packed. And stood next to me was Nick Knowles. And we were literally shoulder to shoulder trying to get to this free bar. Really? And, and I'm like, just because you're famous, mate. Oi, 
to the back of the queue, you know. Oh, so, nice. so you know, you know, you know, when you get to the bar and you've got the the old elbow on the jar, and you're like, you yeah, know, yeah. and you you're both trying to push it forward. <laughs> it was one of these, and I'm thinking, listen, mate, just because you're on DIY SOS, you're messing with the wrong guy here, nice. you know, because obviously it's a free bar, so you go yeah. in there. But you know, the funniest thing is, the minute the bar finished, all the celebrities disappeared. Yeah. And I'm oh yeah, yeah, to yeah. Myself, never lie. These celebrities have got all this money. Celebrities love a freebie. It always amuses me as a as a musician when you've made it you don't have to buy your guitars or your strings because you just get sent them and yet the people who fund that are the people who can't really afford to buy the stuff i know it's just crazy isn't it? so yeah it's like that when you watch on tv isn't it so have you noticed mm. now like family fortunes celebrity family fortunes or yeah. it's like you know every 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 classic saturday night yeah. tv now has the word celebrity in it and, and they like, do stretch the 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 meaning of the term celebrity oh, they do. I almost feel like it's just a bunch of people polishing their own trophy on stage. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I almost feel like what happens, what happens to Jim from, from, from down the road, who's going to win a speedboat that he'll never use because he's in the most landlocked location in the country. So, uh, well done, uh, Jim. You've, uh, won a speedboat. That'll be really useful in Birmingham. Maybe they'll <laughs> let you on the canals with it. What always baffled me is, you know, these speedboats, it's like, does nobody realize how much they cost to more, you know? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a speedboat. They always say, don't they? How much does it cost to keep a boat? And it's always they always say it's a third of the price of the boat every single year. Mm-hmm. You know, it almost costs as much to rent to, to more a boat than it does to rent a house. It's yeah. So all these all these people who's like being playing darts in the local, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's probably the the funniest claim to fame. But one nice. of the most, um, I think. One of the most recent ones was mm. um, for Arsenal Football Club. We we got invited to. They got nominated for a really big award. That's, oh right, that okay. By, um, it was by uh, by the BT and the Telegraph. Oh okay. Um, it's called the Technology Sports Awards. Now we just thought it was like any of our normal awards, but apparently to Arsenal this was a this was a fairly big deal. Okay. So you know we get there, we get to the hotel, and Chris, my one of the other directors, you know he gets there, and all of a sudden I just see his look drop on his face. I'm like, what's up, Chris? And he's like, I've left my white shirt. Now bear in mind it's a black tie dinner. Yeah. You've got no other choice but yeah. to wear a white shirt. So then you think, we're in London, you know, we're stopping at a, a, a hotel in Houston. So yeah. I'm thinking, how hard can it be? That's always my favourite, that's my yeah. famous saying, by how, hard, how hard can it be, you know? And uh, so I'm thinking, right, well, I'm all ready. It doesn't take long for me to get ready. So I thought, I said to Chris, I said, right, Chris, I'll go get your shirt. It can't be hard to find it. We're in London. It took me an hour to find a bloody place to find a white shirt. In the oh. end, I had to buy it from Pink. And for a plain white shirt, it cost us like £160. Is that pounds. Thomas Pink? Yes, Thomas yeah, Pink. Yeah, I love Thomas Pink. Yeah, But it's a white shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no different yeah. to the one yeah, I get yeah, from yeah. Tesco for yeah. a fiver. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> so straight away, we're on the back foot, you know, and we get to this, so we get to this, gets the taxi to this place, and it's it's in, uh, it's near Battersea Power Station. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we get there, and all of a sudden, as soon as we pulled up outside, and there's all these like TV vans and everything there, I'm thinking, yeah, this isn't like any other award ceremony we've been used to. Mm. And uh, and we get there, and the whole place is just full of sports stars. So it had uh, Mo Farah was there. Nice. Uh, we had it had um, who's that? I never think Chris Eubank. He was there with his son. Honestly, it was painful listening to him talk. Um, <laughs> no, I don't mean that. Don't no. mean that. He just some of the stuff he comes out with is just. What are you going on about, mate? His poor son on the stage oh. must have been thinking, 
Ah! Um, but anyway, so the, all this is going on. You have this nice slap-up meal. We didn't win, unfortunately. Uh, uh, but, you know, to be nominated, just to be nominated yeah, was a absolutely. big deal. absolutely. And to be invited to something of but, that yeah, calibre. Yeah. But I always remember, I'm walking with this, uh, with a pint. I've got two pints in my hand, gone to the bar. And then um, I'm walking. All of a sudden, I just I just thought, oh! And I'm like, what's that? And <laughs> just literally barged into Nico Rosberg. No, oh, nice. you know, and I didn't realise just how small he was. You know, he's like shoulder <laughs> height. And and bear in mind, now I don't get starstruck. I don't get starstruck at all. But I was stood there in front of probably because I, I love racing. And, you know, mm. I race go karts is one of my hobbies. I absolutely love racing go karts. Yep. And um, so I'm stood there with two pints in my hand, literally looking at Nico Rosberg, and oh, and I'm stood there and I'm thinking, uh, I just went. Sorry, mate. And I just carried on. You know, it's one of those moments in your life where you think, why didn't you just get it? You know, and yeah, I don't get starstruck yeah. because I don't like asking for autographs because I just think it's, you know, invading someone's sure, personal sure, time. Sure, sure, But that's the one time I, I seriously regret not getting yeah, someone's yeah, autograph. I yeah. just wish I'd have asked him because he was one of my, you know, in terms of racing, it's Jensen yeah. Button and Nico Rosberg. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my all-time one, one of my all-time things that I wish I'd had done. But I suppose I know I know you asked for one claim to fame. There's three. I've got a few more. But yeah, I'll no, that's on. good. <laughs> isn't there? A, isn't there an Ibiza story or something? Oh no, you're not talking about my little claim to fame where I was famous. Uh, I'm. I've, let's go with that. Oh dear. Yeah, when I was um, on dispatches for being a naughty boy. Do you tell me? Yeah, okay, so, I mean, let me just set the record straight. I wasn't on dispatches for, you know, manhandling old elderly people in a care home or anything like that, you know. So, you know, when I mention dispatches, it sounds They're like still investigating that one. Shh, we don't mention that. Okay. Yeah, I'm still out on parole. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, being in the industry that I was in, you know, and at a time, we, we've been pretty, I'd say not top of our, we've been top of our game, you know, we've got a lot of competitors who are very, very talented as well, you know, but mm. uh, we, you know, in terms of what we do, we're quite special, you know, yeah. quite specialist. So, you yeah. know, there wasn't many of us doing it. So I always remember we had this phone call from a, a company and uh, they had a, they had a drink that they would like us to promote. Uh, it was a new brand that we'd not heard of. Okay. Um, and as being a new brand, they wanted us to promote it. I was like, of course, come into our studio. Uh, or would you like us to come to you? Oh, no, 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 we'll come to you because we've been a new brand. You know, they were like, we haven't yeah. got studios. And oh, okay, so, fair yeah, enough. Fair enough mm. you know. So anyway, we had this date and they came. And I never picked up on it because obviously I'm in cell mode at this point. You know? Yeah. And Chris, the director, and you know, he'll tell you afterwards that he, he there was something off about this meeting. But I didn't, mm. I didn't read the signs. But he, he definitely, he said to us, he says something didn't seem right about that. So anyway, I think that's the thing about you, Stu, is is you, you very much, you're a very trusting kind of character. I am, and very... I'm, I'm very trusting, and I, uh, I always see the positive in things. I think you know, I, I'm quite spiritual in that sense. You know, mm. I, I, I'm a firm believer of what you put out to the universe will get given to you. Oh, okay. So yeah. you know. Um, I, for example, when that Pokemon project came in, I believed I was going to win it. Yeah. Um, and we did. And yeah. so, you know, if any, just just if anybody wants to know more about it, just read the secret. It's it's it sounds like a load of mumbo jumbo, but if you actually apply it, it, it if nothing else, 
it's it actually helps you through the day. It's a good positive yeah. way of thinking, if yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Because even if the world's crumbling around you, you just still look at the positive side of things. Yeah. And that's yeah. I'm a very upbeat person, you know. Yeah. And that's uh, as you know, you know, the, me and you can hardly ever get a word in edgeways when we're talking, you know. <laughs> and I send your head west because I'm like I, I go a million miles an hour, and yeah. you're much more like a. You're you're always asking me the next question while I'm answering the first <laughs> one. Yeah. So um, so anyway, so we had these people come in and. We went through this conversation, you know, and you know, I always remember there was there was this really bizarre moment in the meeting, and I never had this before. Where they said, "Would you like to try the drink?" And we're like, "Well, obviously, we're trying to make the sell, so we'll do anything they're asking us." You know, bloody hell, yeah. you know, I won't get that far by the way. So yeah, I can see that look in your eye. You're like, oh, <laughs> "No, you know." Um, so they put this drink, so we tasted it, and you know, we we're like, "Yeah, it just tastes like an orange drink." And and they had this character called the Orange Beast, the Orange Beast. And, the orange beast. Yeah, it'll ha- forever haunt me that well. Yeah. Uh, they had all the characters and everything. So, to the outside world, this felt like a genuine, genuine brand. Right. And basically, they were a, a, a drinks company looking to promote their new drink to children. So, we're on sale mode, you know, and we're, we're going along. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, push comes to shove, meeting ended, off they went. Bye bye. Um, so, a few weeks passed, a few weeks passed, nothing, heard nothing. So, we do the usual follow up you know, chasing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they said, oh, yeah, we're still looking into it. You know, we might have a few more questions, blah, 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 fucking whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, yeah, it was so frustrating. Anyway, and then I always remember we had uh, a letter come through. It was a signed for letter. Now, the only letters that we ever signed for are usually NDAs, which we were expecting. Yes, of course, yeah. Or invoices, which we were expecting. Yeah. Or kind of like a purchase order, which we were also expecting. Yeah. So to have something come through that needed signature that we weren't expecting. It's like, oh, what's this? And we were like excitedly opening, thinking, oh, we know what's this. And it turned out to be Channel 4 saying, <laughs> yes, dear Coco Digital. I wish I had the letter in front of me, I could read it, but it went something along the lines of this. Dear Coco Digital, just to make you aware, we have been sent in some undercover journalist to record your practices. Now, obviously, the minute you see undercover journalist, you're thinking, Jesus, what are we doing? You know, yeah. you know, well, and you, you start scratching your head thinking, when? Who? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? And so you go through this letter. Anyway, to cut a, a long story short, they were doing an article about brands uh, using viral marketing. Because back in the day, it's what we we used games as a way of marketing. Yeah. And basically brands, big brands, using viral marketing and gaming right. as a way to promote basically sugary content to kids mm. which goes against the advertising standards, standards authority code of yeah, conduct yeah. but in the digital space it was a bit of a gray area yeah yeah so, there wasn't much regulation no exactly so in you know and back in the day viral marketing was taken off like a rocket this is yeah. what this is yeah. what kind of propelled us into because yeah. we we're one of the early adopters so it's what propelled us to the to the stardom so um so you're reading this and honestly i i, I always remember you know that you know that scene in um uh, Pearl Harbor, yeah. where where basically is it uh, Roosevelt and he, he drops his cup and you see it smash. It felt like it felt like your life went in slow motion, and you know your heart just sinks and you just think and the, you know your heart sinks thinking, you bastards, 
What? Yeah. Why? You know, we're dropped, just a, dropped you in it. Yeah, basically. we're just a little company in Stoke. Why? Yeah, what? Yeah. What? What? Why? You know. Yeah. Now, bearing in mind, we were working with the likes of Dorling Kindersley doing yeah, educational yeah, content yeah, for children. Yeah. We were also working with Kinder, also, but their yeah. their content was just it was educational content. There was yeah. no mention of the of the product or the Kinder eggs in the yeah, in, for, yeah. for that very reason. So anyway, um, it was just it was just awful, and yeah. I remember we were we were trying to uh, we were trying to figure out how we're going to get out of this. So we we so the first thing you do is I'll ring a lawyer, you know, yeah, and then you ring the lawyer, and then they go to, and then they turn around and says, you know that uh, you know we can get the transcripts and we can get this pulled, but I will tell you now it's probably going to cost you six figures. And we're like, negative. Mm. So you're literally backed into a corner at this point because, you know, you know they're going to run it. So, yeah. you know, we thought, well, should we just request the transcripts anyway, you know, yeah. just to make their life hard? Because they've basically yeah. backed us into a corner. Anyway, and I remember, so this, this episode went out. It was called Tricks of the Drunk Food Industry. Uh, I think you can still find it with a bit of Googling on YouTube and yeah. stuff. It wasn't just us that were thrown under a bus. There was a couple of other companies also thrown under a bus. And effectively, they showed a few minutes of me talking and Chris talking, you know, like they do. Almost like, you know, it, when you're watching it, it felt like, you know, we were like, you know, manhandling people or, you know, we were, we were smuggling <laughs> some Albanians into yeah. the country or something, you know. I mean, did you even launch the product at that point or were you just... No, the product, the product's a fake product. It didn't even yeah, exist. It didn't even exist. <laughs> did he? The, the, the drink they made us drink was Sunny D. I got a good mind to sue them saying, I'm allergic to Sunny D. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, so you obviously you, you're watching this. And you were very much tricked into that. Though, they were. Right? And, yeah, well, yeah. you know I'm a talker. Now, bear yeah. in mind, this meeting lasts about an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Now, they only managed to get two minutes of footage. But the mistake I made is I used the, uh, the godforsaken word of subliminal marketing. Yeah. You can't say that word with... Uh, when you are marketing towards children, right now, when you're on a when you're in a pitch mode, now I didn't use it in that context. My, the context I was trying to use it is it almost becomes, well, I suppose it is subliminal, you know, but it's not yeah. intentionally subliminal. It's just a way of saying like, you know, obviously you you can do it that way. Well, the very fact that I said that they it was literally, you know, you got the main presenter asking an expert who's like, Yes, well you can and I'm like I was just watching this with my hand between my heads thinking, Oh, this is just awful. Um but then, you know, you look on Twitter and you follow all the social. And actually, we got a lot of praise, you know, to be honest with you, because a lot of people were like, so, so what? You went to an, a small advertising agency and they were just trying to pitch to you? Because obviously, you're in pitch mode. You'll say, yeah. what, you'll say yeah. anything to try yeah. and make the yeah. sale, you know. Yeah. Is it down to us to decide whether that drink's sugary or not? And should we, yeah. Yeah. Should we be promoting it? But, yeah. yeah, it was a pretty... It was a pretty awful time to yeah. be going through because, but that said though, we had, because the hardest thing, it's almost like, I, 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 it's a weird one. It's almost like finding out you've just got an STD and you know, you've got to do that. <laughs> you know, the bit where you've got to ring all the, all your past flings and it's like, yeah, you might want to get checked out. Well, we had to do the same. We had to let, literally let every client know that we were on dispatches, you know, and when you're working with yeah. clients like Dawl and Kindersley, thankfully they all stood by us and they said, yeah. it's probably harmless. And, and to be honest with you, it was in, in all fairness, it didn't do us any harm in the end and it was a lot of stress. I mean that sounds like entrapment to me the way that was that was done you know it's like we're going to come to you with a fake product and try and 
coerce you into advertising it for us. You know, yeah, that, exactly. that, that sounds like entrapment. It's it was not a like you went, the belt. It's not like you were chasing a company that made sugary drinks and went, we can sell those to children this for you. This is it. And this is what a lot of people on the on the Twitterverse was, was kind of yeah. were kind of saying because they, they, they were fully supportive of what we were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, certainly fun anyway. Yeah. So that had nothing to do with Ibiza, because I'm sure you mentioned Ibiza to me. I've never been to Ibiza. No. Well, I'm obviously imagining that. Instead of, I'll trade your Ibiza then, and I will uh, see you a Hamburg. Hamburg. That's the one. Oh, gosh. Hamburg. Yeah, one of our many escapades. Yeah, this is a... Am I allowed to tell this? Because it's... It's... it's, yeah, I might get so I'm not going to get to Well, libel, if you uh well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I think you are, I'll chop it out, you know, but uh I'm I'm intrigued. You've got to tell it now. I'm really intrigued. Yeah, so so basically, um many many years ago, I'd probably say about 6 or 7 years ago now, we went to a, a gaming conference uh, called Casual Connect in Hamburg. Mm. This is our first international trip, you know. It's just basically a load of indie devs getting together, getting drunk and talking games and how we to make more money. Um, yep. So it's like, because I mean, one thing you'll notice about with the indie games industry is you, whilst you're all competitors, you're all best friends. It's, it's yep. such a great industry to work in. And, and anybody who wants to go into the gaming industry, I'd always recommend trying to find an indie developer over your AAA title any day. Sure. You'll be more valued. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, we went to this, this, this place in Hamburg. And, you know, and I don't know if you've ever been to Hamburg. I haven't, unfortunately. It's no, not Hamburg in- itself. I've been to Cologne. I've been to... Dusseldorf and and all, all sorts of lots of places, but I've I've the two places I've never made it, and I've always wanted to go are Hamburg and Berlin. Yeah, well, Berlin's fantastic. Whereas yeah. Hamburg, it's it's quite industrial, and it's mm. not really a. I, I, w- I certainly wouldn't class Hamburg as a tourist destination per se. Yeah, very famous, of course, for the Beatles kind of yes, doing of course, their yeah, doing because, their groundwork. Yeah, there. that's exactly where they where they yeah. um, where they where they basically learn their trade yeah exactly yeah. i couldn't get the words out then yeah. um so yes yeah, so we went to hamburg and you know the event was pretty good and it was we had myself uh, well, coco went and i went with one of my other directors uh, chris again carl unfortunately didn't make it because he's scared of flying um mm. so he, he he didn't make it um so we went and we had uh, a couple of other competitors someone one that's from macclesfield someone from st albans one from bournemouth uh, so all of our main competitors were there, and they're all similar-sized companies to us. And we're all meeting up. And it was, it was a great networking event. It was really good. And uh, anyway, on the, I think it was on the second night it was. So it was a three-day conference, and it was the second night. And we all decided to meet up. And we said, oh, should we all meet up for a drink later and just have a bit of a, a, a catch-up and a bit yeah. of a chill? We're like, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, okay. So we started off uh, having a coffee. And then we all went back o- over to our hotels to get ready for this night out. And so we all we all meet up, and the night was very civilized, you know, drinking nice beers, having a nice civilized conversation, and you know the night's drawing to a close. Everyone's mm. getting pretty tired, mm. so we went to this little bar, and um, I always remember this is this is this is the point where it all went south. Um, so bear in mind, we're all about to go home yeah. at this point, and uh, we're in this bar, and there's a, there's a guy acoustic night it was and oh. there's a guy playing on a 12 string nice. now I'd never this is the first Ben of mine I didn't even know 12 string guitars existed right uh, and now Chris he he's the guy that actually got me into playing the guitar 
uh, Chris at work was. And he, he's the guy who basically taught me the first few chords. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was the one who told me to get my Yamaha APX500. Uh, so he's there. And, you know, we were all feeling a little bit merry. None of us were drunk at yeah. this point. We were all just feeling, you know, you're just feeling like chirpy and just happy. Sure. And he went to the guy and, you know, in the middle of Hamburg and he says, oh, do you mind if I play a few? Now, Chris, he's a fantastic guitarist. He's acoustic and he does some great tracks. And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, go ahead. That was it then. It was the minute he got on that guitar, he just lifted the room. Like, well, it was just, yeah. you know, because obviously... Some people do that, they can just they do. the I room, mean, yeah. Bear in mind, yeah. because there was obviously myself, and we had all we were all together, all these other competitors, and we're all like, you know, all great, great friends. And uh, we're all cheering them on. But that was it then, cheering them on. Well, what does that lead to? Jaeger bombs. And Jaeger bombs. A Jaeger, a Jaeger bomb, for me, Uh-oh. is the ultimate... <laughs> night destroyer on this planet if you want to ruin your night yeah you yeah. can bomb it because well if you want to make well it depends how many you go for it's just great um so yeah we're having these jaeger bombs and then all of a sudden that was it then they just the night we were just drinking and drinking and drinking and um one of the one of our competitors <clears throat> he had his clients with him from a, a very big uh, a very big plastic toy company which i shall not mention but let's just say i'm very i'm very fond of the brand and i like to build them okay Okay. you know we'll um we'll we'll let that one go (laughs) so anyway uh they were trying to explain how in denmark when you get of an older generation Mm. uh when you get to like i mean these are only mid-20 people you know Mm. but apparently when you get to there and if you've not got a girlfriend and you're not settled down Mm. that's it you don't they they settle down quite young in denmark right so it's you know you're learning about the cultural so um, all of a sudden, one of the other guys from one of the other companies goes, I know what I can do. And he gave him a Viagra. So this guy, right, he's horned up already because he hasn't got a girlfriend, gives him a Viagra. And we're like, well, one, why have you got a Viagra? And two, why have you just given it to this guy's clients? So then all of a sudden, we've got these two guys who've just popped these Viagras. And that's it then. We've got these two guys, you know, thinking that like, they're all horned up and everything. So we're all carried on drinking, and we're going from bar to bar, and there was a string quartet in this other bar, and we're all just, the night's just starting to get messy. This is about <laughs> half an hour after, you know. It's only been half an hour in at this point. It's getting messy. Wow. So then all of a sudden, like, these guys are like, oh, you know, we, 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 need to, we need to sort ourselves out. And then one of them says, we're in Hamburg, mate. You ever heard of the place called the Reaper Barn? We're like, <laughs> I, I have never heard of the Reaper Barn. What's the Reaper Barn? And he's like, come on, we'll get the Reaper Barn. So anyway, have you heard of the Reaper Barn? I have. You have. It's uh, <laughs> it's an eye opener. Um, so the Reaper Barn. For, the, for those listening, it's not dissimilar to Amsterdam. It's it? not, but yeah. it's very dissimilar to Amsterdam because Amsterdam is very public, yeah. whereas the Reaper Barn is. You go yeah. down an alleyway with two steel gates that literally oh, kind of okay. block you in. So it's like this one strip of road. It's about yeah. I'd say about hundred to two hundred meters long. Right. Okay. And at the end of it, you know, like, you know, when you go to an alleyway at school and you've got those like little bike things, but imagine mm. them as like 12 foot high steel gates. Wow. You've got to go around. Okay. So basically you can't see down this. And this yeah. is at either end. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden we're like, we're like, we'll take the guys to the Reaper Barn. So we get there and these guys horned up. It was like, it was like a window shopper's dream. And they were like, oh, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. Oh, so we were walking up and down this Reaper Barn, literally, like, like we were about to pick a new, like we were about to pick something from the, you know, for your mum's birthday or something from the window. And, you know, and you see all sorts, you know, you see kind of like your stern Russian looking ones to your, to your ones that look like they've just come out of like plastic surgery. 
So anyway, all of a sudden, we're, we're walking up and down this red light district. I mean, it's an eye-opener for me. I'd never been to a red light district. But, you know, it's literally, you know, and then all trying to woo you in. Now, you know, so anyway, these guys are walking around. Come on, guys, just just decide. And, you know, when you've walked up and down three times and you've seen the same, you've seen the same models, you know, you're like, which one do you want to go with? Anyway. They decided that they were going to both scoot on into this, uh, into this, uh, into this establishment of uh, adult entertainment, so we say. Um, so anyway, so we've got two guys from a very well toy, well known toy brand, go into a red light establishment. So <laughs> all of a sudden, so we we're like, right, okay, well we're obviously not going to stay in this strip because none of us. Meanwhile, you're bricking it. Yeah. So we found. So anyway, so we went to the other end of the. Um, <laughs> At the other end, oh gosh! At you just got, the, yeah, I just got that. I just got that. I'm just literally flinching. Oh well, they don't. They didn't call me trigger at school for nothing. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So we go to this. We go to the other end. So we find this little bar at the end of the Reaper Bar. It's it's outside of the Reaper Bar. So we're in there, and I always remember the bar woman. She she had one leg, and she's just hopping around this bar serving us beers. And, you know, it was the only place that was open. <laughs> so we're there. And but then all of a sudden, it just dawned on us. We've just walked into a Hells Angels bar. Oh, right. Right. So we're in this Hells Angels bar. Yeah. And, you know, we're the only foreign people in this Hells Angels bar. Yeah. You've got these really seedy-looking people. Yeah. You know, obviously talking German in the corner, yeah. looking at us, thinking, what the fuck are you doing here, like? Mm-hmm. But then, anyway, they all started talking to us, but they couldn't speak English. We couldn't speak German. So yeah. we're having, like, these kind of, like, weird sign language things, yeah. like, like you do. Uh, and anyway, this other guy come in with his guitar, and you know he starts playing and doing. And he was playing the harmonica with it, and he was oh, t- honestly, it mm-hmm. was absolutely amazing to watch. Now, bear in mind, we're, we're I mean, Hamburg pe- for music is incredible. Well, I'd never uh, been, and you're yeah. right; it really is. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to go there as yeah. like a, as, a, as a pilgrimage for music, just to try yeah, some yeah, yeah. Of the, some of the music venues that are there, because it does seem like a mecca for yeah. that. You know, it's a bit of a. Were well, you not there for very long? No, we're only there for three days, and it was yeah. literally it was like we were yeah. there for the gaming conference. So, yeah, we, um, so in this Hells Angel bar, and again, my mate pissed out of his face at this point. He goes up to this guy, he's like, oh, can I play a guitar? He's like, no, no, no. And I was like, come on, mate, he's really good. You know, we're very trying to encourage, he's thinking, who are these Brits trying to take my guitar? Anyway, the guy eventually backed down, and he passed my mate the guitar. And as he passed it, he slowly leant into him, thinking, what the fuck's going on here like? He slowly leant into him, goes, you break it, I fucking kill you. And that was it. I was like, uh, bear in mind, I'm at this yeah. point thinking, please don't break it. Please don't break it. Please don't break it. So anyway, he starts playing. Anyway, an hour had passed at this point. And he's thinking, right, well, do these ladies charge by the hour? Do they charge by per action? So what's going on? So at this point, my, the, one of the guys who just sent his clients, they're his clients into this red light establishment, <laughs> starts freaking out. He's like, oh, you know, I need to find him. I need to find him. Anyway, we walked to. So I said, "Oh, let's go back down because we're, we're on the end of the Reaper Barn." So we're walking up and down this Reaper Barn, trying to find these guys from from this uh, toy toy store brand, whatever. Yeah. Um, can I just say it? they're from Lego, right? They should. <laughs> I'm just going to say because it's proven too difficult. Um, so yeah, so so we lost them, and, and my, this guy's absolutely freaking out at this point. So we sat there, and all of a sudden, one of them turns off. Honestly, his smile literally spread from door to door. It was like he was grinning like a Cheshire cat, oh. and we said, "Oh, did you have fun?" And he was going into description, saying, "Oh, you know, I went in there, you know, I gave her fifty euro. She does this, she does this." She says, you want more, you give me more money. So I gave her more money and all this lot. And in the end, this guy must have spent about 250 euros with this one person. Wow. 
But the other guy hadn't turned up. He's still yeah. missing in action. Yeah. Uh, in the end, about three hours had passed, and we just called it a day. They, they just called it a day and well, just disappeared. And, just, you know, yeah. we, I remember at five o'clock in the morning uh, yeah. being in McDonald's, ordering a, yeah. ordering a burger, you know, about to go to bed to wake up at nine to go to this conference. <laughs> anyway, we get to this conference. We ask this guy, what happened to you last night? You missed it. And he says, oh, you know, he says, I got in there. He says, and this, this, God forbid, I feel so sorry for him. He says, he says, so I spend all my money. And he's like, I run out of money. And I'm like, I need more money. I need more money. And then he turns around and he says, so I gave her my card and my PIN number. And we were like, oh, oh. my God. And then you could just see the color on his face is drained at this point. And and I, I think he was just like head in shame because I think they just rinsed him, completely yeah, yeah, rinsed him. Because yeah. there's no way you're going to, there's no oh. way you're going to go home to the mess. He must have been say, in pieces. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So. Um, wow. That was, that was quite a story. Was... But do you know what the funniest thing was? I remember getting home and it was the first thing I told my partner at the time. Uh, you know, I, you know, you just think about what am I doing? I am literally telling my partner that I went to a red light district, but because it sounds so unbelievable, it was believable. Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. There are literally billions and billions of podcasts out there. So the chances of finding intelligent life amongst them are so infinitesimally small as to not even be worth looking. Could you then have stumbled onto the one podcast where intelligent life could exist? No. No, you haven't. So talking of Lego, Stu, um, I believe you're a bit of a Lego enthusiast, aren't you? I am what is known in the Lego world as an AFOL. Adult fan of Lego. Adult fan of Lego. That there is we go. correct, yes. Um, I saw I... a Channel 4 documentary about that. Really? Yeah, I'll put it in the description. Please do, because I don't think I've seen it's that. It's two episodes, I think. Yeah, I absolutely love Lego. It was one of my favourite toys as a kid. And I always remember, you know, I, I used to sit for hours. You know, and I just... Yeah, much of my most fondest memories are when I could just play with my Lego. It's mm. and, and it's one of those toys that you just never grow old of. And yeah. it's one of those toys that keeps me... Because I am a big geek, just like yourself. Mm. We're both yeah. geeks, yeah. you know. We like totally. our tech, we like our games, we like Absolutely. our geeky stuff. Yeah. And Lego just happens to be one of those geek things I like. And I have spent probably too much money on Lego. And What's the biggest thing you've built so far? Built or bought? Uh, okay, both. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the biggest thing I've built i'd probably say is the disney castle oh nice yeah well Impressive. and but the thing, biggest thing i've bought is the millennium falcon us oh, edition nice. yeah um i tend to you got buy, the death star as well no i haven't got the death star right uh, i'm not I, I i mean i always call it i like to call it plastic gold that's how i justify it to the partner yeah, yeah. you know why are you spending all that money on because then they're I mean, they're serious money, some of the bigger kids. They do, and they hold the value. And that's the yeah, thing. I always yeah. think to myself, you know, it's one of those. I I always think to myself, it's always better to prepare for a rainy day. And mm. for me, you know, some people see, um, see it as, oh, you're just wasting money. And I'm like, no, because Lego never really, only the crappy sets depreciate, but usually it holds yeah. its value. And in yeah. some instances can appreciate, you know. Especially things like the Star Wars stuff, because they're limited runs as well. And the so. Lego idea stuff, like, you yeah. know, there's the, um, for example, the DeLorean, the Back to the yeah. Future DeLorean. Yeah. It was a £44 set. If yeah. you've got a brand new one still sealed in the box, you're talking £150 for. So yeah. Yeah. it's, in, you know, this set's only like five years old. I like old. them. I've, I've not got as ambitious as you, but I'm like, for Christmas, I've got the 
Lunar Lander, uh, the the Lunar module to build and That's things like that. Fabulous build! It's yeah. such a good build, and yeah. the little Leonardo, little um, Neil Armstrong and everything. Nice. It's it's the little attention to details like the nice. footprints. You it's, got the Ghostbusters house, the fire station. I did, yeah. I did. I, I wish that I got more because back in the day when Toys R Us was going into administration, they had thirty percent off everything, and the yeah. le- and they had like three copies of the uh, Lego Firehouse, and rather than being two hundred and seventy pound, it was reduced to one hundred and ninety. And yeah. now I think they retail for about 500. So, yes. But yeah. the one set that I always wish I had was my old Barracuda set. Now, they have remade mm. it with the Barracuda Bay, but it's just not the same, is it? You know, you can't mm. beat the original. And mm. um, it's one set that I, I do wish I, that I do wish I had. But I do like my, um, I do like my Lego. Uh, nice. But I, I tend to find that if you saw it, uh, most of it's still in the box. Yeah. You know. Were you... You were planning to do a um, YouTube channel building them, weren't you, at some point? Yeah, I was. Um, but then you suddenly realise just how much time it takes to do YouTube channels. And yeah. I don't have time to build Lego. I don't have time to build to play games. Editing a podcast is, is time-consuming enough, let alone if I had to do video as well, yeah. which is why I don't do video. No, I, I understand. You know, It's one of those, I have too many hobbies as it is. And people, yeah. people who know me just know that I just do... I, I, I tend to... When I but when I get into something, I go all out. That's the trouble. Yeah. I go all out with it. Mm. You know, I don't like if I, for example, you know, like like with this setup you've got here with this this fabulous studio. I mean, and it is a fabulous studio, but you've treated the studio exactly how I would. You've got to have the you've got to have all the equipment. You can't go yeah. in half handed. No, it's got absolutely. to be everything. You know, absolutely, definitely, definitely. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So what are you doing over Christmas and Stu? Have you got many plans? Um, I'll be honest, I've not got any huge plans. I mean, most important thing is I get to see my son, you know. Lovely. Who's also massively into lego might I nice. say. how old is he he's five so he's five. good lego age proper lego age you know yeah, we, yeah. we sometimes forget as adults that lego is designed for kids well it's wasted on kids isn't it, really yeah but he's at that age now where he's just 
building stuff with your help, I suppose. And as he gets the next few years, he'll be building stuff on his own he's from got the it manual. All wrong. He built oh, really? Everything. Yeah, he builds oh, wow. everything himself. You know, I he's he's just built the um, the elf house. Nice and expert sets, which is designed wow. for sixteen plus, and he's built it all by himself. Wow, he's, that's he's impressive. Phenomenal. There are a few times when you've got to give him a little helping, but he yeah. can just sit there for hours. And he's got all nice. the Harry Potter sets and all the big sets. And oh, nice. Uh, he loves his Harry Potter, um, but he is literally. He's literally a mini me, uh, you know. He's fantastic, and he's. I bought him a switch for uh, for Christmas last year, and he's only just recently started really playing it. Yeah, and he loves Minecraft now. Oh, of course, uh, Minecraft's <laughs> such a great. It's a great game for kids. I, I, yeah. I don't mind him playing it because the way I see it is, it's it's sparking his imagination. Yeah, and you know, even though I say sparking his 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 way of sparking imagination is planting as much TNT to blow up as many buildings as he can. I'm thinking, yeah, that's not like ISIS here or anything about that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be signing him up, thinking he's ripe for conditioning. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the I remember one of the one of my favourite uh, Minecraft videos is where. Uh, there's like a 50-story high building and um, it spawns hundreds of people on the top of it and they all end up falling off. Oh, no. <laughs> but th- that's the thing, you know, that's the good thing. It, I think it's like a fire pit at oh, the bottom. Of it. I, you gotta love, I mean, I love games where they encourage UGC, which is user-generated content, for mm. those who don't know what that means. Um, because I think... That's where a game truly becomes, you know, yeah. because when you hand it over to the users to basically hear the tools, do what yeah. you will. Yeah, like and, Super Mario Maker. And you know what? That's yeah. one game I've never bought or played. Really? Yeah. Oh, amazing. And I'm a massive yeah. Mario fan. Yeah. In fact, actually, that leads me quite nicely on to, uh, I've got a little something for you. Oh, well, it is the Christmas it's a little, episode. a little surprise. With oh. it being the festive special, oh. I thought, now, you know me. I'm a, I'm a sucker for tradition, right? So normally I'd be like, do not open this until the 25th, please. Yeah. But in this instance, I'm going to let it pass. So I've got a little uh, little bag of oh, we gonna Oh, uh, Stu, so, I should tell the listeners, Stu is now whipping his large sack out. Oh, I've always got a large sack for you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Chris, oh, oh, I've left the prize got, on the he's bag. He's got, got a stripy bag. I've oh, he's left the prize on the bag. I've got you two little But I'll let you off. Oh, that's very kind so, of you. So, but I'll let you open this now if you want. Thank you very much. Um, seeing it's the festive Oh, special. this is very nice. So, the is hardest it? thing for you, Chris, is you think to yourself, what do you buy someone who loves games and who loves coffee? Yeah. Well, let's have a look. Let's I'm diving look. in. I'm diving in the back. It's a bottle-shaped bag. I'll just describe it for you. Oh, that's really cute. If I can get it out of the bag. So, uh, the f- present number one out of the bottle-shaped bag is a Super Mario Pence pen with a, a cube, question mark, cube topper on well, the top. The I will be- put photos of these in the episode description, So, actually. the reason behind that one is, you know, I know that, obviously, you like making notes and everything. I do. I and make lots of notes. I also know that you love Mario. I do. So, that's, you that's know, very Mario's good. Thank you very much. Thing. That's very kind of you. No problem. That's very nice. I'm still in the bottle bag. There's something else in here. Oh, that is really nice. Okay, this is a Mario Power Up water bottle. It's also except hot liquid. Oh, that's really it's a nice. Flask. I will be putting coffee. That is that is really nice. So it's got like a power up mushroom in the middle, and then it's got cubes and bricks around the top and bottom. Uh, again, I will put a well. I know a you like to, the description. I know that's you catch the train nice. to work, and I thought, oh. well, what better way than when you're feeling a bit down than to have a little power up of oh, coffee in the morning? That's very nice. So that, um, I will use that for coffee because it and, says power up. And then this one, which was a bit to wrap. 
this, but, actually, impressively, the because that was in a, like a bottle bag. This is in wrapping paper, but the wrapping paper there's a sticker there. Uh, the wrapping paper um, does match the stripy well, bottle bag, which you know, I'm quite impressed with. I'm actually quite a sucker for tradition when it comes to Christmas. I love Christmas. You know, when I see these people who like you like a love. So you 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 want to you go to a lot of trouble with the wrapping. So. I, I do, I do, I, I love it. Uh, ooh. Oh, that sounds so so appealing. Tearing the wrapping off. <laughs> quite satisfying. But you mentioned the wrapping paper. And uh, one of my things with tradition, every year I have red and white striped wrapping paper. Oh, okay. I, I, I've always... I, I don't know what it Some is. Some barbershop thing? Or? I don't know. I just... <laughs> I, I've done it for the last... I think for about the last eight years. I've always had the same wrapping paper. and. Nice. That's one of the traditions. Oh. Everyone knows who's my, what gifts I've got them because of the wrapping paper it's coming. That is really nice. Okay, I have to tell the listeners here. This is a pyramid of coffee syrups. Oh. Now, I know. Bring I, on the latte. Yeah, well, I know that you. Coffee, with, hazelnut, gingerbread, cinnamon, and vanilla. Well, I know really with, nice. uh, with coffee, you're not usually one to put things in your coffee. No, I'm not. And it's got a rather nice bronze. Uh, snowflake um, bubble thing. Uh, what do you call it? It's for um, like for your sprinkles. Oh, is that what that's for? That's what that's for. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! For your sprinkles, so you can do I a, a snowflake sprinkles on the top. I honestly thought that well, was a I Christmas decoration. I may use it for Christmas decoration, but I'm more likely <laughs> to use, use it for sprinkling. My, uh, I've seen your tree. That is that is pathetic. You deserve and you deserve to go to Christmas prison for that. What's that wrong time. with my tree? It's about five centimeters big. And it's, it's a it's a wooden German. Mm-hmm. Desk ornament, basically. That's my tree. It's about as much effort as... You literally pulled it out of the bag and put it on your desk. No, I didn't. I literally gave it to Kelly, and Kelly so you put it together. It I didn't even put it oh together my myself. God. Honestly, that's... Honestly, like, like I said, <laughs> Christmas for me is all about tradition, Chris. Right? Yeah. You need to embrace... Now, it might be the fact that I've always been the same, even before Can I, I just say, Stu, I've had that tree for about seven years, so yeah, that is tradition. Your, I've seen it That is your, tradition. Oh, that, okay, fair enough. I can't argue with that. That is now tradition in your eyes. I'm going to tell you now, it's taken me three weeks to put my Christmas decorations up. <laughs> Honestly. Brilliant. So um, we started three weeks ago. Day uh, 17. Oh. The Christmas decorations are still going up. Oh, still going I don't up. know what accent got, that is. Uh, I've got three Christmas trees. We, I, I wow. would have four. I would have four, but I've, I've been banned from putting the fourth one up because wow. apparently we've got too many. <laughs> uh, um, and But the thing is for me, I mean, you know, between me and my partner, we've got four children between us. So right, okay. I, I think when you have kids... Um, yeah, definitely. It's definitely. a little bit different, but I, don't think, I think even when the kids are gone, I'd yeah. still be the same. So the, Well, the, I mean, the other thing is that I actually go to mum and dad's over Christmas, so I don't spend... Uh, during Christmas, I'm not actually here, so... Yeah. Um, but if you've used the bathroom uh, today, you'll notice that the snowman and snow dog toilet paper so i mean oh, so at least you made some i made some at, well, i don't go that far no kelly bought that as well actually <laughs> <laughs> kudos to kelly then yeah she's um but i mean i love christmas i absolutely adore christmas yeah. i mean when we first met kelly used to call me chris kringle you know uh that was what what i was down as in her phone but it, it's not so much fun in may no. you know but um yeah no i love but but my mum goes to so much trouble with the decorations and it always looks amazing that I'm well, like because I'm not in the flat over Christmas itself. Well, this, sort of this a bit the, like, yeah. Well, this is the, this this year for me. 
Um, it's the first year I've kind of, me and my partner moved in at the beginning, well, just literally as lockdown happened this year. So this is our first Christmas properly together in our own home. You know, we used to live apart over yeah. the last couple yeah. of Christmases. So this year I was like thinking, oh shit, she's going to start fucking about, she's going to have me having tinsel and, you know, I like I say, I like it to be traditional, you know, yeah, and yeah. going back to being Nordic, I have a very Nordic feel. Now, last year, because I had like a tree that was basically tr- um, leafless, it was just a twig tree with all lights on and I had like all these lovely red and white things yeah. and she came around last year, she goes, is that your Christmas tree? I was like, yeah, mm. why? And I'm like, yeah, 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 it's lovely, and she's like, it looks dead. <laughs> I'm like, it's the style. It's Nordic. Yeah. You've got a child, she says. You can't have them. They're thinking that's Christmas and what it's all about. She had me go out yeah. and buy a new bleeding Christmas tree. Oh. 100 quid I'd pay for this frigging thing. <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, and, and no, in all fairness, I bought this lovely, like, fir tree that's yeah. all snow yeah, 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 and yeah. everything. And it gets everywhere and, and all that jazz. Nice. And put all my decorations on. It was fantastic. But, you know, obviously this year... Well, we had her Christmas decorations and we had my Christmas decorations. Oh. And it was like, which Christmas decorations are we going to use? And I'm thinking, oh, you know, I, I, I like mine. But but last year I did, we, we did actually buy all new Christmas decorations for her tree last year. So we've actually met in the middle. It's my tree with her Christmas decorations on. Oh, okay. And it that looks, good. honestly, yeah. Yeah. it looks absolutely spectacular. Nice. I'm really nice. pleased with it. And the kids love it. And they, nice. you know, I'll be honest with you, the kids put about two baubles on. And they're like, oh, Dad, can we kind of play on the switch now? And it's like, yeah, go on then. Yeah. Leave it to me. But it's outside that I've really... Yeah, kids like putting one or two decorations on and then seeing the finished product. Kind they of do, thing, yeah. Right? But yeah. the thing is, when they, if you ever watch a kid when they put the decorations on, it's on the that one and it's on it's on the same branch again, and then others. Yeah, and then you got about yeah. three baubles on the same branch. Yeah, you're yeah, like they, yeah. they don't quite grasp the yeah, whole spreading yeah, it out. Yeah. But you just have to move it around a little yeah, bit. Absolutely, you? yeah, absolutely. So, do you have any other Christmas traditions? Things that you do at Christmas? Particular well, games you play or anything? Well, or? I mean, my, I'll be honest with you, my Christmas, um, I pick up my son on Christmas Day. Yeah. So that's my Christmas Eve. So um, we celebrate Christmas Eve on Christmas Day. Right. Well, I do anyway. Obviously, I have two Christmases, essentially. Yeah. Yay, yeah. me. Um, really? <laughs> so when, when I pick up my lad, we have Christmas Eve on Christmas Day. Yeah. And then we have Christmas Day on Boxing Day. Now, obviously, my partner's children, they have Christmas Day on their normal Christmas Day. Yeah, sure. But the good thing is they also benefit from a second Christmas Day because nice. I, I can't have Flynn opening all his presents when you've got children sitting there watching. Sure. So, sure. you know... And the trouble is, I don't know when to stop. Yeah. I, get, I get so excited. And then before I know it, I've, this year, I've got super organised. I've got a Google sheet with all the prices, and I'm like, Oh, nice. Shit. Wow. But then you're like, that's enough. And then you'll yeah. go to the shop and be like, oh, that's so nice. Oh, it's only yeah. two quid. Oh, it's only yeah. this. Oh, it's, you know. yeah. And then before you know it, by the time you add it to your list, it's like, have I really spent that much? You know? Yeah, and, yeah. But it soon adds up. It does, it does. And But yeah. for me, I mean, I always try to give in to, like, charity. So if I ever see anyone homeless, you know, I always yeah, yeah. I always like to give to them. Like, you know, and I don't always give money. I like to, like, buy them a hot cup of coffee. I, th- I, don't, I think coffee is yeah, one of the yeah. best things you can give to someone because, yeah. especially in the cold, if they're homeless, give them a coffee, get yeah. them something to eat. And if you can, spare a bit of change, spare a bit of change. But I do like to give to the food bank and, yeah. you know, sure. I always, it's one of those, I always feel most generous at Christmas because I always think you know there's poor people outside out there that yeah. you know yeah. who who haven't got a pot to piss in you know really yeah. haven't yeah. but yeah they are, they could be just as happy as person who's got a million quid in the bank you know and the rest of the way I, I mean see, especially this year it. with with lockdown and that and so particularly self-employed people or people with their own businesses and well, stuff exactly. it's been very very well I want to know what difficult. Christ- I want to know what Christmas ever did to the cancel culture 
You know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. saying Christmas is cancelled. It's like, what did Christmas do? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, looking through the newspaper, like, you know, what, what yeah. kind of scandal has Christmas done? You know, but I, I've, I've really missed a number of things this year because we've got a number of of Christmas traditions. The first one sort of starts in November, which is me and my mom go to the Good Food Show and we nice. get loads of stuff well, in for, for, for Christmas. That was cancelled. Yep. Uh, then we go to the Stone Christmas Light Switch On. That, oh, that's always fabulous, isn't it? That that was that is it's always brilliant, but it was just done online this year, obviously mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Then we go to the Stone Christmas Farmers Market, mm-hmm. which um, which is always fantastic. But uh, um, I, I didn't go this year because uh, apparently it was quite busy and I didn't fancy kind of bustling uh, through loads of people. Social but distancing, but social distancing, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So farm, they had the farmers market and the Christmas market one day, and apparently it was quite busy down there. So I thought. Maybe not. Um, but then Christmas itself, we've got two or three traditions that have changed over the year. Boxing Day, we used to go to the theatre every year. So oh, we used lovely. to go and see musical theatre every year. And then more recently, what we've started doing on Boxing Day is um, Stratford-upon-Avon. They do a riverboat trip with a three-course meal on the riverboat. Wow, that's And we did that last year. Uh, it was absolutely fabulous. We did it in the summer for my mum's 70th birthday, and then we did it at Christmas. Your mum's never and... 70. <sighs> I know. She I doesn't know. look I know, I know, I know. I know. They said about my mum and dad, they don't look their age. Wow. So, no, yeah. that's shocked me. I didn't yeah, realise yeah, she was yeah. 70. Yeah, that's impressive. she's uh, probably... Uh, <clears throat> I'll get her age wrong now, so <laughs> I won't even speculate. She's couple of years older now i think but anyway um, well the main traditions i do is we we tend to have like on the first of december we get all our christmas pajamas you know gotta have a good christmas drama oh what what do you favor with the christmas pajama well it's one of those it's not really for me it's more for my it's more for the kids more than anything else you know i'm I'm more attuned with a christmas jumper that'll do me you know i don't take it that serious where you knock on my door and i'm all right i'd wear christmas pajamas no i would i would but then it's just like you know you feel a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a fool in like in the middle of summer wearing your Christmas Grinch because <laughs> they're the only ones that clean. They're the only ones that clean. Um, but no, I mean, yeah. So you know, you tend to do that. You know, obviously, there's the naughty elves. You know, they're a pain in the pissing ass because mm. uh, you know you're trying to come up with 25 different unique funny ideas. Mm. But this year we decided that the kids are naughty, the elves don't visit. So you know, oh, right, okay. so that actually works quite well because you know yeah. when they've been naughty, they don't go visit for a week because they just you know they play up and play up as they yeah. do. But yeah. um, but no, uh, but that's one of the ones. But one thing we always do is Santa Steam, uh, which unfortunately this year was again cancelled. Yeah. Um, which is just it's just one of the most it just feels so festive you know where's that at? so we i usually go to the uh, oh what's it called is it froggle the froggle Chelton. yeah 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 um, we used to go to the because i grew up kind of between uh stafford and telford yeah a uh, little village called Wheaton Aston. We used to go to the Seven Valley Railway one at Kidderminster. Ah, uh, yes, I think that's, it that's was Bridge a... North to Kidderminster yeah. or something like that. And uh, used to go there, and it was you could have a present from Santa or you could have a mince pie and a glass of mulled wine. So uh, let me think about that. A present from Santa. Well, I suppose if you're an adult or uh, yeah, it was yeah. basically. But it didn't matter if you were an adult, you could go and see Santa. But I, I went for the mulled wine and the mince oh, pie. I mean, this is at the Churnit Valley. That's just come to me now. It was yeah, Churnit, Churnit Valley. Valley anyway. yeah. And and. And basically, uh, I mean, it's just such a nice. Day. You know, you're in there for an hour, and you have mince pie. You get a, you get a carol, and the the carol, and, and then everyone's singing carols, and I'm always there singing. My lady's like, well, you know, she she gets a bit embarrassed by me because I can, you know, I'm I'm just not, I've got no shame, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm quite extrovert in that sense. Um, you know, I don't <laughs> care if people are looking at me. I'll just 
do whatever. Um, but that, I mean, that was such a shame because I usually take him on Christmas Eve because I don't have my son on Christmas Eve. My Christmas Eve, like I say, is always Christmas Day. Um, so we have that. But it's my nan's birthday on Boxing Day. Um, and usually um, we have a big family get-together on Boxing Day. You yeah. know? So uh, me, my dad, my brothers and sisters, all my cousins and my aunties, we all get together to celebrate, you know, basically get together to celebrate Christmas, but also to celebrate my nan's birthday you know, on Boxing Day. Um, and we plan it we usually plan it from March and we get the hall booked um, but this year obviously you know it, it had to be cancelled because you know she's of an age where I, I wouldn't even like to guess how old she is but I know she's <laughs> she's old um, but it's one of those it's just too risky obviously yeah, uh, sure. you know despite of what everyone says oh you know tear this tear that um, mm, you've got to be careful there's be a careful. lot of people not been being careful well I've had I, to be fair you know I, you had it didn't you you came back from I got the Rona you got the Rona. I got the Rona. You came back from Croatia, was it? Croatia with the Rona. Got it on the plane. I don't know where I got it from. Yeah. All I know is, it, I, and I can tell you the exact date because it was bank holiday. It was the bank holiday Monday. I came down with a fever, so I thought, oh, great. So um, booked a test, and yeah, got the positive result back about four days later. This was back when the this was back in the day when they were trying to get twenty four hours but couldn't. Yeah. Uh, and I got I got the Rona. By the time they told me, by the time they told me that I had the Rona, I was already out. Of my isolation period for having the Rona. That's how long right, it took. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, Matt Hancock, you know, clap away. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, um, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I've had the flu worse, but obviously there are a lot of people suffering from it. So, you know, it's not, it's not really something you can do. It's one of those things that if you haven't got any pre-existing conditions, you'll probably be all right. Some people don't even get symptoms. Mm. If you've already got something like COPD or some kind of lung problems, you're going to be in a lot of trouble with yeah. that. Yeah, and you know it's been. I mean, it's been very hard for a lot of people. I know people yep. who have lost lost um, grandparents and things like that. Yeah, and you know, but the way I the way I see it, going back to kind of like putting out to to the universe, is um, I always feel like have a positive outlook on life. You know, mm. you. you there's always a positive in everything. In every negative, there's a positive. It's, yep. it's a guarantee, you know, opposites attract. You know, for every negative, there's a positive. And yep. the way I see it is just always try and have a positive outlook on life, you know, mm. regardless. And that's the best way to get through things. You know, if you can have a positive outlook on life, positive things will start happening. Have a positive outlook, build lots of Lego. Build lots of Lego and sell dildos. And, and don't... Uh, <laughs> the thing is as well, is it's like... You hear this thing about retaining your inner child, and I've definitely done that. I still, I'm quite happy to do the hobbies that I did when I was a kid. You know, I don't, I don't think there's some people go, oh, playing with Lego when you're screw them. Yeah, absolutely. Screw them, you know, I, I, I nearly I, gave my age away then. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't care what people think. You know, I yeah. really don't care. You know, I've got loads of, I buy toys. So, some got, people do have that retain that inner child, though, don't they? I, I think people, it's, I think yeah. you've got to. It's yeah. that inner child should live in everybody. I've, I've got friends who go. I've, I've got a friend who said, and I quote, uh, a couple of years ago, he said, "I'm 47. I'm too old to learn a new skill or something." Wow. And I'm like, wow, you know, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I've got my friend Tony, as as you know, and you've we've we've all performed together with Tony. Yes. Tony didn't start songwriting until he was sixty. Well, look at know. Morgan Freeman. Learned didn't to play he? the bass at fifty-five. Look at know. Morgan Freeman. Wasn't yeah. he in his fifties by the yeah. time he got spotted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's like probably 
you know, Hollywood icon, you know what yeah. I mean? If you, if you think you're too old to learn a new skill, you're just preparing to die then. That, yeah. that's, all, that's all you're doing is you're going, oh, I'm not going to take up anything new because it's not worth it. Because if I'd done it when I was in my 20s, where we're all living to be so much older this now. Is it. And, it's and, never, and then you get to retirement age and you've got no hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> your mind's the biggest muscle that you should always work out. Yeah, you know, everyone always thinks that you should work out your abs, your biceps, yeah. your legs, whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm a slim frame. I'm, you know, I, I don't know how people get big. I just, no matter what I do, I just can't seem to bulk up. I think it's just being just, ginger. Just eat and sit on, sit on the sofa quite a lot. It's, it's, it's not that hard, Stu. I can coach you in it. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about being fast. <laughs> All I know about trying to build muscle. Oh, here. build muscle. Build oh, muscle, right. Yeah. Oh, well. You know, I'm supposed to be ginger. I'm supposed to have Viking blood. Yeah, no. no I yeah, I've got, got an 18 blood. pack, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've gone the opposite direction with this lockdown. You know, everyone's putting weight on. I've lost two stone. Wow. I'm like, wait, where's it gone? You know, but yeah, it's. I'd love it to know. I'd love to know your trick. That would, that would be that would be great. You're listening to a couple of drips. Why? Why would you do that? Are you are you okay? Oh well, you're here now. As you were. So, I mean, Christmas is kind of off the cards this year. I mean, the New Year's celebrations are going to be very muted this year. Have you... Have you, uh, what would you normally do for New Year's, Steve? I I actually usually like to get away for New Year. You know, I've I've been to Sydney on New Year's Eve, been to Hong Kong Ooh. on New Year's Eve. Um, a couple of years ago, I was in Madeira for New Year's Eve. Now, nice. Madeira is probably I'd probably say is on par with Sydney for fireworks. Really? Yeah, you wow. wouldn't think it would be a little Portuguese island, yeah, off the African yeah. coast. Uh, but their fireworks. I, you, I'd heard they were Google good. I'd heard they were it. good for cake. Oh yeah, yeah, Madeira cake. Is it the most expensive cake? That's getting a lot of use this episode, I have to say. I should have put the badum tish on the desk, <laughs> but, but, I, but I haven't. Um, you know, I must admit, like, okay, for those who don't know me, I am quite slow when it comes to jokes. Um, one, of my, <laughs> one of my school nicknames was Trigger, and I got that from, we went on a school trip to France, and our bus driver looked like Rufus from um, Bill and Ted's Amazing Adventure. Oh, yes, so, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Rufus yeah. guy. And, you know, all the way through it, they were calling this guy Rufus, Rufus, Rufus. And... On the on the final day, I turned around and goes, "Oh my God, he looks just like Rufus from Bill and Ted." And then from there, they uh, called me Trigger, Trigger. right? Mm. But the thing is, I could I didn't realize why they were calling me Trigger because I didn't know who Trigger was. So it was almost okay. like it was, yeah. So that's why my nickname was uh, throughout school was Trig. Oh dear, for that oh very dear. reason, not something I should be proud of, really, is it? No, no. <laughs> Back to New Year. What uh, What are you going to do this year? Probably just stay at home. What everyone else is doing. Jules know. is hootenanny. But that said, though, I live in Liverpool. Uh, now Liverpool sounds like sounds like a war zone. When it, when you know any any time they. The Liverpoolians, when there's time to celebrate, the rockets go up. They know how to do it. Oh, they do. You know, they don't mess about. No, well, no. this is it. I was driving through the Liverpool streets on yeah. uh, on bonfire night, yeah. and there was a fireworks shop, and they were queuing around the block, and the police had shut this shop, charged them ten thousand pounds fine. Yeah. An hour later, they reopened. 
they were that because busy. Because it's worth they, it. They were worth pay it. The you know, they just yeah. paid the ten yeah, grand. Yeah. There you go. Have yeah, it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. but you know, you, you, we're not talking the ones you get from bloody Tesco. These are these yeah. are these are like nuclear bombs going off. <laughs> it's so honestly, honestly, you think to yourself, the jack in the box. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. These things are massive. They, they they're on par with the stuff you yeah. see at Hunton Towers, and this is going on in your back garden. But yeah, it's. Uh, so, I remember years ago, my granddad bought this. My granddad always used to do a fantastic firework display in his back garden, and he bought this thing that was about 50 quid once, this one big firework. And it went on for like 15 minutes, this firework. It was incredible. So you can get some amazing stuff, but it's so much cheaper to go to an organised display, isn't but it? you can't, can you? They're all no, they can't, because there aren't any this year, yeah. so, so that's purely... But you could just watch it through that garden, because everyone else cool. is buying them. Yeah, you know, so. we just have to sit in and, and stream... TV and stuff, I suppose. So. That's it. Watch, so, watch the firework displays that aren't going yeah. off. Well, because it's going to be interesting this year. Because you think yeah. about it, have the big displays. I don't think London's running, is it? So it no. makes, I, I'm probably I've hazard a guess that Sydney isn't going to happen. I don't, I don't think any of them can. They can't legitimately because you can't. Oh, in America, they you will. can't New control. York will still be dropping oh, that bell. You can't. You can't control people. Social distancing and and that in those public spaces, we all just have to stay in and sit the kids in front of Nickelodeon, I suppose. Well, this is it, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. I guess it's. I don't know. I guess that's what it's going to boil down to. I mean, I've got no real plans. Um, it's not something, you know, New Year's Eve. Like I say, I like to get away, so it's not something I really. I, I don't like spending it in yeah. in, in the UK. Um, yeah. I've always thought New Year's Eve for me was. I, I know some people are really into it. I've always thought it was a massive anticlimax. I've tried to go out and I've done various things. Kelly and me went to. The first year we were together, we went to the local pub, and it was the first time we'd done it in ages because I never did anything for New Year and we got to about we we sat and we had a da- we had a dance and we had a drink and then at five past midnight we looked at each other and went should, should we go make a cuppa <laughs> and we went home and had a cuppa and then the last couple of years have been really nice because we've been to tony and maggie's on new year's eve and we've uh, maggie's cooked fantastic cook uh, maggie's cooked and baked and stuff and then we've played like little card games like we played Trivial Pursuit the first year, but Kelly nailed everyone, so we said we'd never do that again. So then we bought a university challenge game last year and Kelly nailed everyone so I think games are going to be off the cards well and then maybe but trivia I don't games think... are off the cards maybe, yeah. maybe you need something like yeah I but know. I don't think we Monopoly. can <laughs> scrabble or something yeah bananagrams yeah but um, I no I but I don't think that can happen this year it depends what because we don't know until 16th of December exactly what's going to happen mm. with um, the whether the tier is going to go up or down. So, well, this, so yeah, it's, supposed it's to be, very difficult to plan. They're supposed to be locking, you know, loosening up um, lockdown, aren't they? They're to? loosening it up for five days over Christmas, aren't they? Mm. But then we're back into like the tier thing. That seems like a really good thing. idea. You know, I really, I, it's one of those. Like I say, I'm, I'm a I don't think Christian. it does seem like a good idea no, no. because I think... I'm being sarcastic. Oh, you're being sarcastic. Oh, yeah, Sorry. Sorry. If it didn't I come apologize. Across, being I missed the sarcasm there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just think it's like we've gone... I, just a future warning there, Stu. Your sarcasm and seriousness, very close to each other. You might want to work on the facial expressions there with that yeah, one. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> <way>. <laughs> you no. could You could drop yourself in something there, quite. No, I, I, I think we've we, we've been through nine months of pretty much hell, you know, yeah, let's face yeah. it. You know, I suddenly realise how the dog feels, you know, because it's like you think the dog, you open the door, the dog goes, boom, gone, you know. Yeah. Um, you, you've you kind of like oh, a wrestle between the door, and the yeah. trouble is, you know, the way you shop has changed. So, yeah. freaking doors, like it's like a 
feel like a knocking shop. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it, it, people must think, what's going on there? Like, because we must have about three or four parcels, you know, obviously we've got the kids to buy sure, for. Sure, sure, sure. Everything we've done this year is online, you know, well, yeah. Amazon, pretty much, you know. Yeah, um, yeah so, all, all the local traders have suffered, but Amazon have done very well. They have done well. Well, at least they pay their taxes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I just think it's... Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it because I guess it's Tico. I, I just don't understand the logic behind it. Mm. I really don't. I don't, I don't like talking politics, you know, because you know, everyone has their different political views and some yeah. people listen to this might go, well, I haven't seen such and such a body and all this. Mm. Like, it's like, mm. well, you know, this whole... Chris, like I said earlier, Christmas is cancelled. Christmas isn't cancelled. Christmas is what you make of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And For yeah. me, it's about the people you're with. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's about the people yeah. you're with. It's yeah. about the people you share your time with, the yeah. people you share yeah. your food with. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of people go, well, yeah, that's why we want to see everyone, but... There's no, no there reason is, why that can't uh, be smaller. Unfortunately, the consequence of that is there is going to be a huge spike in January. Indeed. Of infections. You know, it is, yeah, it is. And the trouble is, it's probably going to affect the most vulnerable, you know. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and And the thing, if that as it is, we all know the warnings. We've been listening to the government bang their gums every day, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know what, what, what's their current... Uh, face, hands, arse, or something like that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I must admit, I, I was watching the news for months and months and months, and then quite recently, I'm like, I just watch Pointless oh, and then turn off. Did you, did you see the recent one with Matt Hancock where he broke down in tears on, uh, no. on Piers Morgan? If, if you ever watch a politician trying to act, that is what we saw wow. there. Okay. It, it's like he broke down, but the thing is, it's like, you know, you, God bless if anybody ever said, you know, he had to break the news that, you know, fucking Rovers just died, you know, to, <laughs> to, the, to his son or something. Because honestly, it was the most. Oh, it was just painful to watch. It was actually... Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm not going to talk about politics in, in the sense, but I just think, you know, any politician, anybody in that power, you know, anybody yeah. who was in that job, yeah. they're going to face scrutiny, regardless of who it was, yeah. you know. Yeah. And they've probably had the toughest job of the year. But the thing is, you think to yourself, well, when you're handing out contracts to your neighbour and when you're doing certain things to, uh, mm. to benefit your own mm. back pocket, I mean, you think about it. With, yeah. this, with this pandemic, it's like... It's funny, isn't it, how this oven-baked Brexit deal is suddenly now just come out the freezer, isn't it? Yeah, and, and yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, All yeah. of a sudden, we're heading towards well, a I mean, no-deal Brexit. Well, I mean, with the PPE, Brexit. the PPE supplying wasn't one of the contractors just just kind of a general distributor, wasn't a specialist in in distributing PPE, but when yeah, I can get you some PPE and got the contract, well, and it, it's like that wouldn't work in any other part of industry. It's like like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well we we you can run a ferry firm. Have you run a ferry firm before? No, but we will do. Do you have any ferries? No, no, we haven't got any ferries, Mr. Grayling, but uh, don't worry about that. Yeah. We'll have the contract. That If anyone else did that in industry, they'd be, they'd be out of their ear. It's just daft, isn't it? I mean, it's like with the PPE. I mean, being mm. a geek, and mm. I, I make a lot of cosplay stuff, I've got a 3D printer. Yeah. Um, so what I've actually done with my 3D printers, I donated it to yeah. a friend of mine who had a line of about six or seven 3D printers. And um, for the for the best part of about two months, yeah. him and his partner, because they were, uh, I don't know whether they were furloughed or something You're like that. You're not making dildos again, are you? No. no, no, no. He was making uh, PP for the NHS. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. So um, him and his partner, but they needed 3D printers. So yep. I've donated my, I've still got to get it back off him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I donated my 3D printer. And he did a load of work to it because, yeah. you know, the best thing about 3D printers 
is you get to print their own parts to make them yeah, better. Yeah, my, my, dad's, my dad's done that. He's printed, like, extra fan attachments yeah, and stuff for it. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Honestly, you know, and I, we were distributing PPE all across the country. You know, I've, been, I've, I've distributed PPE to Brighton, to Southampton, yeah. uh, locally, obviously, around the local area. Brilliant. And so, so yeah, it was... And these machines, they were literally churning off this, these bands, these, the, the, the little plastic headbands. And then his partner was cutting out um, the shields out of acetone and stuff. Yeah. And But they, it was just absolutely fantastic. And the, yeah. the thing is, is the, the, the frontline staff that were the most vulnerable at the time yeah. um, were, were, were basically, they were so grateful. And so you're making just, the, the big plastic visors, are Yeah, you? they were just like yeah, a plastic yeah, headband yeah. that goes across yeah. the front of the head. And it was just a, you know, the um, the acetone that you see on the projectors from school. Yes. Yeah. It was just basically that, that was the screen. So yeah. it was proper makeshift, but then you needed to churn these out. Yeah. And you yeah. think to yourself, how is it that you've got a team of makers all across the country able to just start knocking this stuff out? Yeah, yeah. Yet you've got government... Giving some strange contract yeah, to, ex- to someone who's never done... Never worked in that area. But this is it. And I just think, and the daftest thing is for me is how much warning do we need about pandemics? Every other year, there's a serious potential outbreak for a pandemic. And we've been fortunate enough never to see it. But obviously this time round, it's coming bits on the arse. And I hope, if nothing else, I hope lessons are learned. You know? Yeah, definitely. I think definitely. everyone's learned the lesson. And I think, you know, we should just keep learning lessons. But yeah, the governments have certainly... I can't criticise them too much because they've had a tough job on their hands. You know? yeah, and yeah. you see Boris turn grey about the day. But it can't be that bad when he has to go into quarantine and checkers. You know, what is that, like a three million pound house in the middle of the countryside? Yeah, whatever. absolutely. You know, boo-hoo Boris, you know. Yeah. Screw you, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I do... I, I do feel I, what I feel for is the local MPs who are literally they they're, they're for me the MPs that perhaps taken the brunt of a lot of this but but yeah it was uh, but at least I suppose there's one saving grace we haven't got some orange faced clown in the country we just got a blonde haired clown I mean if stuff. only like he could get voted off in the next election oh hang on yeah. <sighs> So, from the heavy stuff of kind of lockdown and how Christmas is being altered, I have to ask you, what's your favourite Christmas song, Stu? Well, couldn't you have asked me what my favourite Christmas movie was instead? Well, we'll move on to that in a minute. Uh, Christmas song. Well, do the movie first, then, if you... Uh... Oh, my favourite movie, without a shadow of a doubt, is Polar Express. Oh, that's a great film. That is by The 2D far. version or the 3D version? Because I didn't like it when they remastered it to 3D. You know, I, I, haven't, I couldn't say I've seen the 3D I went to see version. it at the IMAX and it, it didn't really work because they'd done it in post. They hadn't designed it like right. that. It wasn't as good. You'd think they'd be able to with it being a, an animated movie, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, it was just, it looked like an afterthought. It didn't look like... Yeah, I, yeah. I can definitely tell if a film is shot in 3D or if a film has been converted to 3D. Yeah. No, um, I just think it's just... I just think it's full of Christmas spirit. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that film. It's a great um, film. And, yeah, and you think... I mean, obviously, the animation now is quite dated, but... yeah. I just think the story. The motion capture on that as well was groundbreaking at the time with with Tom Hanks, you know, so. Oh, I mean, it's like that. I love the hot, 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 hot Hot chocolate. chocolate. Hot, 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 hot. We got it. Yeah, I I absolutely love it. But but it's so emotional in, like, you know, you've got this, you know, you've got this child who's obviously, you know, on the cusp of not believing. Well, he's on the cusp of not believing because he doesn't feel. Because obviously, if you actually look at it, this child obviously has, like, you know, potentially. Because you always think, you know, you go on Facebook and you see all these people with like mountains of presents, but then you've got to think about the kids that potentially don't have anything. And, yeah. uh, you know, and he 
comes across like one of those children who potentially hasn't had much at Christmas before. So we never yeah. really had that Christmas spirit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that is by far my my my, uh, my favourite uh, Christmas movie. Then it's got to be followed by Elf. You know, everyone's got to love Elf. You know. Oh yeah. Um, fantastic movie. Uh, Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol is my favourite Christmas film. Oh. I love that. I have to watch it every year it's without fail. That is though, isn't it? You it know, is. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Exciting times. The uh, scene that was cut of Belle singing to to Scrooge, um, the love. They lost that scene for years and years. The scene was on the initial VHS video release, right. but they took it out for the cinematic release. It was only on the VHS. Then they lost the master print for years and years and recently they met up with uh, I think it's Brian Henson and it is Brian Henson and um, they were showing him the restored one and he went you haven't and they went we have we found it and they <gasps> finally found it and all the DVD releases it's never had that song in oh, and it's wow. finally going to be put back in the film and get a release it's with, so sad with though isn't it the, it is oh, sad tiny Tim he just wants you just once you know that song up. was originally in and you see the edit, it seems wrong without it. Oh, right. Because when you've watched the film with that song cut out, you, you can spot the edit every time because you're right. used to it being in. And so to finally have that song put back in. I, I, I love that. I mean, I absolutely... I, I think that's a it's, a... it's a cracking film, isn't it? it I mean, is you know, beautiful. it's a classic tale. It's, it's one of the so best versions of... Uh, Christmas Carol and when I when they were making it I remember when they were making it and I was seeing Michael Caine in it and I thought oh I don't think that's going to work of course work. yeah he plays Scrooge doesn't he I thought it's not going to work and he's absolutely brilliant in it it's, it's superb I still want his dressing gown yeah I think Michael Caine he's absolutely he's a phenomenal actor brilliant he? absolutely, absolutely brilliant. brilliant like in The Kingsman he's just you just think to yourself oh yeah what I'm trying to think what film did I watch with him in recently uh, and he was really good. You know what? It'll come back to me, but I, yeah. I just—he's just been in so many good films, um, you know. But yeah. But in terms of favorite song, oh, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I said the other week I got the title wrong on the episode with Jamie. I said um, it was called I "Wish It Was at Home for Christmas," but it's called "Stop the Cavalry" by Jonah Louie. Um, but I've since thought that the, there are other ones that I like as well, and, and I've since considered I, I really like um, Christa Berg's Spaceman Came Travelling. Oh, yeah, that's but then I like one. Chris Rea's Driving Home for Christmas. I always want to say the Brian Pern yeah. take. Did you know that is uh, there's Carfeld at Seven Two this year? Did it really? <laughs> are you familiar with Brian Pern? No. Brian Pern is Simon Day from White House and Co. And okay, yes. Kind of thing. Uh, it's a it's a parody series he did on the BBC with a, a prog rock band called Thought. It's basically like a Spinal Tap that they did on the BBC. Yes, and it was brilliant, and um, he's basically being Peter Gabriel in it. Um, and he does this one where it's Christmas in my car. I'm going to have Christmas. And it's a takeoff of the, I've I've got his, the Brian Pern Christmas album, actually. And that's a fantastic parody of the, of the Chris Rear. But yeah, I'm talking, because I, I love the, the Pogues and Kirsty McColl, uh, the Did fairy you hear they remastered that? They re-edited that this year because of it not being uh, PC. Yeah, it's not like they've, They've taken it out now. Kirsty McColl actually recorded two versions of right, it. Right, okay. Then they... In case the term was seen as offensive. So even at the time, she was aware 
that it could be so the version that you hear it's not like like co-processed or anything she actually recorded a radio friendly version in case they wouldn't play it so that was that was a wonderful bit of hindsight on on behalf of the the record makers at the time did we reach a conclusion then as to what your favourite Christmas song was? I have actually reached a conclusion. It's probably Elton John. You know, I, I, I don't know what the name is. I, I think it's Elton John. Uh, where it, it, I'm not going to try and sing. Do mountain? Do not make me try and sing. Uh, it goes. It, it starts off with like. Um, it goes. Oh, I can't think what it goes like now. Christmas. Christmas. That's the one. Yeah. Ever yeah. and ever. I just yeah. think I just I like my Christmas songs upbeat and 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 every time I hear that, it's one of the ones I always pile up. You know, I must I admit I don't know that one terribly well. I obviously knew it well enough to hum it, but yeah. I don't know it terribly well. Just so. I think that's probably my favourite. I don't. It's one of those I don't really have a favourite Christmas song because I've got. I mean, I've introduced Amazon Alexa into my vehicle, oh. so now. When I go onto Facebook, it knows everything. You know what I mean? It, it knows what I want to buy. It's madness. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, but no, uh, but the good thing about that is we can have like all the because um, I haven't got uh, Bluetooth on my on my car, so I've had to connect it with this Amazon Alexa. But it's um, it's great because I can just when we're doing the school in the morning, we have all the Christmas songs and the kids. Oh, love lovely! It. It's it just gets us into the Christmas spirit. But yeah, brilliant. Uh, but when that comes on whack it up because you like old music as well don't you and you you like music gear and stuff I, as well yeah i'm a bit of a like a i love my 80s retro i'm i'm yeah. I, I, I i'm getting it's getting worse i think it's like a disease it's like the, the, you know the whole kind of synth wave obviously i make synth wave music i absolutely love it like you know i i read ready player one the film i love it there's just that whole nostalgic yeah. you know i just love it like stranger things for me you know you love the, the whole eight bit video game scene and precisely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. everything had to do with the 80s i don't i kind of i kind even though i lived through it as a kid i yeah. wish i'd lived through it as a teenager yeah yeah. I really do wish I'd lived through the 80s as a teenager. Because, you know, when you watch the films like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and, yeah. you know, Breakfast Club and things like that, and yeah. you just think to yourself, what it must have been like to be in the 80s as a teenager. Because mm. I was born in 82. Right. Uh, so, obviously, by the time the 80s had finished, I'd be yeah. eight. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember the 80s. Like, I think one of the key songs I always remember from the 80s from when I was a kid was Spirit in the Sky. Uh, oh, yeah, Doctor and the Medics. My dad used to always play it in the car. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's always one of the fondest memories of the 80s. But I, I don't know, it's just like I always remember we used to watch Gremlins at Christmas, and, and my yeah. favorite kid movie as a, as, as a kid was Santa Claus the movie. You know, it was such yeah. A, yeah. I can't even remember what happened in it because that was the last time I watched it was when I was a kid, but yeah. I just remember how it made me feel. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, sometimes all that's you why I love I love that Christmas feeling that I have to watch Christmas movies from 1st of December onwards to get myself into that kind of Christmas mood yeah, you, you know. Christmas hasn't officially started until um, oh what's his name falls off the building at Nakatama Plaza uh, oh yeah, Alan, Alan Rickman Alan Rickman, Rickman yes. die hard yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what a classic Christmas movie brilliant a christmas movie that isn't a christmas movie yeah that is a christmas movie yep but if you ask bruce willis he says it's not a christmas movie but it clearly is yep. a christmas movie clearly is i like those christmas movies that aren't christmas movies um lethal weapon as well fantastic oh, christmas movie? Oh. all the lethal weapon films are based at christmas i never knew that yeah yeah so it's an unofficial christmas movie oh that's, uh, mm. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of movies that are like set at Christmas time that you don't realise. St. Elmo's Fire. What? St. Elmo's Fire. I've heard of it. Oh, 
I tell you what, if you like The Breakfast Club, you've got to watch St. Elmo's Fire. Really? It's the same cast. Ah. It was made a couple of years later. Oh, right. That's a classic you know, Christmas got, movie that I, isn't I've a got, Christmas I'll be movie. With you. you know, I love my movies, but I've got a lot of movies I've not watched. Yeah. No, that Trading Places as well. That's a kind of Christmas movie that oh, isn't yeah, a Christmas movie. Yeah, I've got yeah. that. Yeah, I think I've got that in No, you mind. should watch St. Elmo's Fire if you like... Uh, if you well, like the Brat Pack. You know what? Uh, Netflix at the moment. Uh, the mm. holiday movies that made us. Oh, nice. You know the whole that made us F series? Yeah. I love those series. I just think they're so well edited. Yes. Yeah. They're just a joy to we watch. Watched, um, we watched The Great Escape on Saturday, which I know is not an official Christmas movie, but when I was a kid, they used to show The Great Escape at Christmas. They used to alternate. It was either The Great Escape or The Sound of Music every Christmas day on BBC One. And uh, Kelly'd never seen it, so we sat and watched The Great Escape. But she's never seen Die Hard either. What? I know. Mind you, I can't say nothing. I've never seen Rocky. Well... Really? Yeah, yes, really. Well, Chris was talking about Rocky on the last episode. I've how, also never seen The Shining either. Oh, no, Chris was talking about how good Rocky is on the on the last episode, oh, right. actually, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, I've never... I know, obviously, all the key see, scenes and everything, and Adrian and all that malarkey, but I've yeah. never seen it. You know, it's one of those It's one of those films I must see. It's like with The Shining as well. Yeah. Uh, I've got a few films that uh, people go, what, you've never seen that? But I think everyone's guilty of at least having one of those films where someone can turn around and go, what, you've never oh, seen yeah, that? Oh, no, yeah, like I've never seen Citizen Kane or Casablanca all the way through and yeah. things things like that, you know, and I feel like I should. But, yeah, you should definitely check out St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> I should definitely. I'll add it to my, uh, to my list, but seriously, Seriously, watch that um, holiday movies that made us. It's it, the, there's only two episodes. It talks about uh, the first one is about Elf, and right. it's interesting because that was uh, John Favreau's first kind of like hit movie, yeah. you know. Uh, and I never realised. I didn't even realise he directed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I didn't even realise it was one of the films that actually shot Will Ferrell into the stratosphere. Uh, and yeah. it was. Yeah. It's fascinating to see like yeah. how how that you know you look at all those people that were in elf and how they've gone on to to bigger and better things and it's yeah. like that well Stu, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here where can people find you on uh, social media and coco digital and stuff we'll so, obviously put a link in the thing but yeah, uh, just search for coco digital or go to www.cocodigital.co.uk uh, and then on there you'll see a load of games but have a look at the pokemon jo- uh, pokemon games that we've made um you know that the the games are only live till the end of end of january so fantastic limited run I think we've got enough notes to to do another episode with you in the new year at some point. So uh, I hope you'll come back and join us at some point. But in the meantime, I've been I've been Chris Granger. I've been Stuart Howarth, and uh, it's it's been great. Thanks a lot, Stu. Thank you for inviting everyone listening. Have a fantastic Christmas and a happy new year. And please, whatever you do, stay safe, protect the NHS, and protect the elderly. And I will see you. We'll be back in the new year. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to A Couple of Drips. The show was conceived and presented by Chris Granger and is a Cup the Mic production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, Chris here. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the production of future episodes, then subscriptions are available. Simply click on the support button in the episode description. See you next time.